Get ready to shake things up with pineapple, coconut, and tango with mango lemonade, the two newest flavors of Rockstar Recovery from Rockstar Energy. These flavors are coming to you just in time to recover from the end of summer. But if that isn't enough, Rockstar Energy is giving five lucky people the chance to win $1,000 to fund their hustles. That's one grand in your pocket for any project you want. So recover like a rockstar, hustle like a rockstar, and visit rockstarhustle5.com for your chance to win. That's rockstarhustle5.com. See website for official rules and details. The Nerdgasm Talk Podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thought Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. Oh, yes. I love the feeling I hear when I hear that little beat. No, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't be swag on zero. Uh, this is your boy, Mister A and D, coming back for another Nerdgasm Talk podcast. And you may ask yourself, where is swag on zero? Well, ninety percent of the Nerd Coalition is at Otakon this weekend, so they're down in DC having themselves a blast. They they went there on Thursday. They're not coming back till Monday, so. They got some a blast down there doing all the coverage they can down there at Otakon. Once again, I had missed Otakon again this year. It's probably due because I I don't know too much about Otakon. You know, Otakon's an anime thing. I like anime, but not to the level of that. And there's just you know, certain other reasons. But if we can all get a trip to San Diego Comic Con, I'm with that. So welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A&E. Back with episode 94 as we count down to episode 100. Of the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. So since I am usually the co-host on this show, I am the main host, and I brought a co-host on here with me. And the co-host is none other than the president, the founder, the manipulator behind Spaces Philly. What is going on there, Mark? What is up, the manipulator? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I just think of like uh, like a Purple Man type character, but he's just black. Like, oh. Oh my, yo, America not ready for that kind of power for us yet. <laughs> you remember Luke K season one when, uh, uh, Copperhead said, yo, they ain't ready for bulletproof niggas yet. You know, so I was like, you know, that's how I feel. Yo, Copperhead, <laughs> come on, man. When he came on, I was like, what's happening? Is it? What are we, we talking about this show right now? <laughs> Bruh, I tell you, Did that you was a show. <laughs> that was a oh, show of two halves. Yo, when I saw that, I was like, yo, an old Negro produced this show right here. Because this <laughs> looked like, it got to black exploitation real quick. Is you my brother? Yeah. Oh, oh, God. He just had that face the whole time, too. I was like, yeah, this just screams black exploitation. And then they were just fighting in the street. Yeah. You know, cause it, it had to get combo somewhat, you know? So. Yeah. I still got to catch up on season two, by the way, anyway. You know what's real though? It felt very Luke Cage though to me. Like Luke Cage is, it's a definitely kind of a strange comic at times. It can, you know that that's a fair analogy to make though. To be honest with you, yeah. So, so, so once I catch up on season two, I really got you know a lot of shows I got to catch up on, and you know uh, San Diego has taught me that this past weekend. But before we we got a lot of things to talk about today. Yeah, San Diego was it's actually like San Diego was hot and cold. At the same time, it, but you know what? It usually is sometimes though, because last year it, mm-hmm. it, it you know it, it felt the same way because Marvel wasn't even there last year. What was that year? There was one year where San Diego was popping so hard, like DC dropped 
Oh, um, that was um, that was that was the year of 2016. Cause I remember that year because that was the only thing that got me over the shit that was going on in the world. And that's and that's the, the same year we had Civil War shit drop, and then we had uh you know the stuff for Batman v Superman. People talking about Justice League stuff and Wonder Woman stuff. So it was a, a lot of uh, and it, it it had that Justice League teaser trailer come out, and I was like, man, that. They had a lot of good things going on for it, at least that weekend for both for both sides. They, everybody was happy. It, it seemed like. Yeah, that was a good year. That, that was a great year. Uh, but before we go any further, we make sure we always gotta show love, support, and pay the bills around here. And that is make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com. Spaces Philly, a place where you get all your podcast needs. And make sure you guys check out the main podcast that be on that website with the Lulu on Pop Show and the Lulu on Pop Horror War Show. Very into that show, by the way. I can't wait until there are. Like, I can't wait till y'all do us. Yeah. In, in a couple. Of, huh. Oh, this is up there. Gotcha. Okay, because there's some other there's some other horror. I'm just like, so you know, when, when they finally see it, I want to I, I want to get their opinion on it. So it's a very good show, and of course, other content like both sides. But you guys can find the uh, the Nerd Coalition on there as well. Where you guys listen to the Nerd uh, Nerd Talk podcast, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and the Up and Coming Drunk Thoughts Sober Tongues. Make sure you check out all great content on SpacesPhilly.com. Make sure you guys check out all of us on all the podcast ads. Now, once again, I know you heard it all in the beginning, but you know the way I do things, I got to make sure I reiterate it in your brain. Make sure you guys check out us on Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Speaker, Google Play, and make sure you guys, if you listen to us on YouTube, you guys want to listen to us on YouTube, YouTube Premium. There's a free trial that goes on every time, but I think it's about $9.99 a month. Qflow always it tells me that if you got Google Play, then you got uh, YouTube Premium. Once again, I haven't experienced that just yet. So, But people out there, if y'all know how to work technology better than I do, then there you have it. So, Mark, uh, San Diego Comic, huh? I said, what up? Yeah, San Diego Comic-Con just passed us. Last week, we did a podcast, uh, but we didn't get... We, we, we recorded on, like, a Friday, so we didn't get all the, the good stuff that usually Comic-Con brings, like, on Saturday. Game news, movie news, pop culture news, all kinds of stuff. So we're going to go over some of that stuff. And uh, I want to get your personal opinion on that because, you know, I know me and you, you know, think comics and nerd stuff the same kind of way. So, I want to know, uh, one of the biggest announcements that came out of San Diego Comic-Con is Blade. Oh, we're just going just, just to just dive right on in, huh? We're going to there is no other way to do it. Kevin Foggy right. has already filled the pool of water. He's saying, what are you waiting for? So, so the funny thing with Blade, right? Uh-huh. I knew Blade was coming. I was telling, I was telling Derek from the Mark and Dark show and the upcoming web series, Life of Kofi. I was telling Derek, I'm like, yo, Blade just joined the Avengers in the comic book. Word. Let that sink in. Blade joined the Avengers. The guy who hunts vampires joined the Avengers. Whoo! That's like, that's like having a ninja join the Avengers. It's, it's just like, what is Blade doing on the Avengers? I don't know, but it sounds sexy though. <laughs> So when that happened in Marvel, I knew that there was going to be a new Blade something. I thought it was going to be a TV show, um, probably something on either Hulu or Disney Plus or something. But they were bringing back Ghost Rider. I know they were doing um, two other TV shows with like 
Um, I think one of them has to do with like one of the kids from hell or something like that. So I know that they were trying to embark that. I'm like, it's perfect. Bring in Blade, Blade a TV show. That one with sticky fingers. Yeah. That one doesn't count. It, I, that no, don't don't exist to me. I don't even know what you're talking about. So now we get Mahershala Ali strolls out at the end of Marvel's um, press release. Their what was it Hall Hall yeah. H presentation? Yes. As he says, I'm going to be Blade. Can I tell you something now? T- t- tell it to me. I'm not super hyped for this. What? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You had just made this podcast more juicier because you <laughs> know what? I thought Mahershala Ali is probably one of the best picks they could have picked for Blade. And you know what? I was just like you when I heard, uh, you know, you know, Blade joined the Avengers. You just told me that I didn't know about that, but I know there was a lot of Blade talk, so I figured. They were going to re- release something about Blade, and believe it or not, they did. So for the new game, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, so once again, if you guys have not played that game yet, if you guys are familiar with X-Men Legends, or like me and Mark was talking about before the, uh, the show started, like a Diablo, or even Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2, y'all got to get the third one. The third one is Out of Bounds. It's a really good game. And the, the, their first set of DLC, which is coming out in September, is the Marvel Knights pack. So, in the Marvel Knights pack, you get Moon Knight, uh, uh, Morbius, Punisher, and Blade. So, they they released that at Comic-Con, and I'm thinking, well, shit, that's the Blade news uh, I I keep hearing about. No, they they dropped a bigger bombshell and have him come out there and play Blade. So, Academy Award winner, Mahershala Ali, like, we know the man can act. We loved him as Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. And we loved him in any all the other movies he's been in. What is it about it that that you don't like? I wouldn't say I don't like it. I'm just not super excited for it. Okay. And I'll go over the three or four main aspects that make me slightly light on Blade. And I know, I know I'll tell you the things that make me excited about Blade. I'll do that. I'll, I'll balance it out. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you a little bit of sour, then I'm gonna hit you with that sweet. First of all, Mahershala Ali's age. I want to say he's 47. This movie isn't coming until Phase 5, so like 2000, like I think it's 2021. They'll probably shoot it next year. How many Blade movies are we going to get? Okay, So, fair. I'm kind of like, uh, you know, like that, okay. Second thing, Mahershala Ali's body type. He's tall, he's lean, he's thin. He's very thin. Very, very thin. I don't know if you've seen True Detective, but he looked nobody seen him like so. Yeah. So I'm concerned about that, and my final concern is oh, I'm gonna roll this into two concerns because it's kind of on the same thing. Mahershala doesn't know karate, and I've never seen him do action. I've never seen him like, like run through a window or anything like I've seen Will Smith do stuff you know what I mean I've mm-hmm. never seen Mahershala Ali like do some super high action v, like VFX stuff yeah. where he's like jumping out of a building maybe like over a dude and it's exploding he's shooting or something I've never really seen that from him so I'm a little concerned to kiss because I just I mean Blade is a very physical character 
Yes. You know, it's not like he's um he's like Doctor Voodoo, our brother, our brother Voodoo, where he you know he can kind of be like a Doctor Strange character, where he's not as physical. You know what I mean? Like, so mm. I'm just wondering how they're going to balance that out because I would hate it if Blade turned into the Punisher for vampires. You know what I mean? Fair. Okay, so I got it. I'm just kind of like okay. So the the things I am excited about, Mahershala Ali is an amazing actor. Yes. He is, and I'm, I know it will be well acted. The thespian skills and his blade drawing is going to be top notch. Mm-hmm. All right. We also got the facts that it's blade. Love blade. I just do. You give me a R-rated Disney movie, is that what you're telling me? You can't be blade at PG-13. You, you can't. You can't. You can't. He, gotta, he, gotta, he has to kill some things. He has to kill some familiars. He has to kill some vampires. Keep the story simple and make it look good. I'm excited for that. Those things that I'm not excited about, they have an opportunity to turn me around. All I need is a solid trailer. Now, now, like I said, I, I want you to get all, all the sweet and sour out. So, you know, I appreciate that. Now, the only because I do have some concerns of my own to say at least now to, to, to go back to what you're concerned about it's like this I the same you know when, when it came to like you, you him being lean the same thing I felt about Chadwick Boseman yeah and you know when, before he was cast as Black Panther all I seen was 42 and I seen get on up and I was just like this man is a biopic actor right so what is he going to do in a superhero movie and he surprised me However, he wears a full mask. When? Because every time I see a Black Panther, every anything, he always keeps that mask off. Now when he's on action scenes in Civil War, that mask was on the entire time as he was acting. He was doing a little bit more in his in his um in his film, so he was you know he, he was getting it, he was getting it. But like, if we're gonna do Blade, you at least gotta come to the level of Wesley Snipes. That that is fair. Now, me personally, I really enjoyed Wesley Snipes. I don't. I, I think the only thing with the Wesley Snipes plays were, like two and three were not written too well. I like the first one, but oh, yeah. yeah, but two and three weren't written as well. Because I'm not gonna sit here and act like Wesley Snipes is not a good actor neither. But uh, and he of course he, he knows his martial arts. Now, Mahershala Ali, I'm pretty sure because of what I'm hearing is he wanted this role. Yes. It wasn't like Kevin Foggy said. I need to find a guy that can r- r- do a West, you know, like could be a good player. He wanted this role, so I am under the impression that he's going to take it seriously enough that he's going to gain the, you know, the muscle mass and go out there and learn what he needs to learn. Because, like she said, Chadwick Boseman. Because see, I, I'm a guy that when I get my Blu-rays, I always watch the behind-the-scenes stuff. He learned a lot of that uh, cap away, a lot of that, uh, martial arts training, getting ready for Black Panther and the diet that he had to be on. So there's no reason why Mahershala can't do the same thing. Now, if you had told me, if, if you was talking about Natalie Portman, which we'll get into later, I got you. But when it comes to uh, him, I think it, it's going to be a thing where he takes the role seriously. Uh, um, one of my concerns is, though, is that... Uh, What's his name? Bob Iker. Uh-huh. Disney said that Deadpool is going to remain rated R, but it's going to be under the Fox umbrella still. Yeah. 
so that's going to be the unfortunate thing of like I don't know if we're going to see Deadpool in that quotations MCU and if we want this thing to be radar and, and violent as Blade should be it should it shouldn't fall under that Fox umbrella but it does say Marvel Studios on it so the question is does Bob Iger go back on what he says because you can't make a radar Blade and not bring in Deadpool the only the only thing I can think of is that Deadpool has more sexual vulgar uh you know explicit violence opposed to Blade does Blade is more so of the killing and the grittiness whereas Deadpool goes for the immature jokes a lot of times also so that well, I think the thing the, the main thing with Deadpool is um it's it's part of its own canon in a way uh-huh like it's, it's not really part of X-Men's mutants I mean it is and it isn't like he talks about them but it's not the same Colossus and when they appear it's kind of as a like a joke like it's it's kind of its own thing, and if the Marvel is trying to introduce the mutants into the MCU because that is something that um, that Kevin Ferg was talking about, my my man Fergie over here, uh-huh. um, you wouldn't roll Deadpool in because he comes from his own like era. It's kind of like the equivalent of like bringing Tobey Maguire into a Spider-Man movie. Like you just kind of wouldn't because it's part of its own thing. Uh huh. Even though I, I know we can understand that, but there are a lot of fans that just probably won't. But you know they'll probably have to, you know deal with that hill, you know cross that that bridge when they get there. But yeah, I mean, I thought like we'll get Deadpool three, and then I think it might be quiet for Deadpool for a little bit. Uh huh. <laughs> Fair enough. Do now did did you see Alita Battle Angel? Yeah. Okay, because I did I didn't see it, so I was wondering was he active in that movie, Mahershala? Nah, he didn't. He didn't do no action. He was like a bad dude. He looked cool, but he was more like he was more like the collector. Okay. Yeah, he kind of had like a presence, and he was kind of like skulking around and up to no good. But I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, but he 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 doesn't he doesn't put up a fight. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like Samuel Jackson and Kingsman. Got you. So, uh. When you said his age, uh, I'm sitting like, okay, well, he's 45. Say the Blade movie gets made like three years, he'll be 48. So, you know, he'll still be in in that that late 40s thing. But Disney and Marvel, as you know, has a thing that they can strengthen and hide your weaknesses. You know, at the same time. So... If this blade, if this blade movie is not gonna be till like twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, in in that time frame, he got enough time to get his get his training going, you know, uh, build his muscles and learn whatever he needs to learn. Because if he wants that role, he knows what comes with that role. And somebody who is an Academy Award winning actor, I'm pretty sure that he's gonna take the necessary steps to get into that role. I mean, we'll see. I I think everyone is as hot as their last project, and you know everyone who can be hot is going to go through a cooling a, a cooling period. I would hate for Blade to be anyone's cooling period. I would hate for it to be Marvel's cooling period. I would hate for it to be Mahershala's cooling period. I just think it's an odd pick. <laughs> like it, if it was like a list of people, 
and Mahershala was in there, he would probably be in my top five, but not like, I thought they probably would have went with someone a little bit more unknown, like they are for Shanghai. Like, I thought it was going to be, I would have done something like that, where you're someone a little younger, where you can get more squeeze out of them. But Mahershala is a big name drawer, so we'll see. I don't know. Like, we'll, I don't, there's no, I, I, I don't think he could be very physical. I don't think we would get a physical trilogy from him. Like, I was looking, have you seen the latest John Wick? John Wick 3? Yeah. Keanu Reeves is losing, he's, he's, he's losing a step. He still looks good. He still looks good. But, but you can kind of tell, like, oh. But I in that, that movie, in, in that movie, they addressed it. Yeah, but it's also, like, the actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean, because obviously they're, they're going to make more John Wick movies. They said that, but I'm saying, but addressing that he is eventually he's getting older. They they said that in the movie, and in in reality, Keanu Reeves is fifty something years old, so yeah. he's getting older. So obviously, like the the steps are not going to be the same. So there, like I said, there there are ways to get around that. Now, if if Mahershala was in there going into like Steven Seagal, I, I I'm on board with what you're saying. You know, but he—he's not—he has not get you know, given up that much of his craft, and you can really be in shape because it wasn't like Wesley Snipes was young when uh, Blade was I think out. He was in his like late thirties, early forties. Yeah, so I mean, and and, he's uh, eighth degree black belt. That you know that that, that is fair, but at that time in ninety eight when the first Blade came out or ninety nine, you know, one other at that time where you didn't have the money or the backing. That of superhero movies, especially black superhero movies, that you do today. So, you, to get that kind of le- le- legitimacy out of it, you need that. It's kind of like, if you had picked Michael J. White to be Blade, it's like, yeah, I got it, but I would want more of the Mahershala uh, acting opposed to just picking Michael J. Huh? I would not support that either. <laughs> I was about to say, I, 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 I wouldn't support that, but he's a, you know, he's a degree black boy. You know, he's a, you know, he's a physical beast of, of what he does. Uh, like 56. Yeah, I agree. See, but once again, Sandy people was wondering why they didn't bring him back in for Spawn. They, they bring in Jamie Foxx in for Spawn. Jamie Foxx is what, 50 something, right? Yeah, I think that Spawn movie is never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's it's about it's about what do you try, what are you trying to sell to? And right now, me and you, as the way we're talking now, are more so comic book heads. We read them, we appreciate them, we like what we like. For all the years we've been on this earth, it's just that the majority are the people that has put money in in the MCU's pocket is people that don't know comics like that. So you got to get a name to sell the name to get them hype. If you brought out a no name guy for Blade, and everybody knows we've been wanting Blade for a long time, there is no starting off this podcast talking about Blade. What are you talking about yet? With like. I think it would because I like Blade. It's like it's like the same thing with Shanghai. Hey, no one knows who Shanghai is. Like no one knows who this master of kung fu dude is. Like he's not a big name in comic books. Like period. And B, the dude that they have to cast him, unless you watch Kim's Convenience, you have no idea who this dude is. Well, you know that actually makes you. Uh, let's move into Shanghai and uh, was it the, the Secret of the Ten Rings or the yeah. Legend of the Ten Rings? Yeah. So. Once again, I 
I'm kind of excited to see that movie because I want to know about the Legend of the Ten Rings. I want to see the actual Mandarin. You know, I want to see that kind of stuff. Yes, nobody knows who Shanghai, the Shanghai character is. So you can get a young guy that nobody knows about so they can learn about who this guy is to introduce new characters. Blade is a, is a, is a big name now. Blade is a hot name that people have been wanting for years now. Ain't nobody been clamoring for the, 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 the Shang-Chi movie. And the thing is, like I said, I don't know too much or anything about Shang-Chi until they said The Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm like, okay, so now we're, we're going into like real Mandarin stuff. So I'm really, cur- I'm really curious to see what this movie delivers. I am very uh, excited for the, the representation of having a, a Asian-based superhero you know, with with a, with with a majority Asian cast, uh, in this in this movie, and you know, so I want to see what it brings because I'm all in for comic book stories that weren't popular, but now since Marvel has created this huge world, this huge comic book movie world that we never thought would exist, you know, they can bring these kind of characters out and it'll still make money. So, uh, your thoughts. Oh, you know the, the Legend of Ten Rings. Are, are you know you really excited for it? Um, I'm interested in it. I, I don't, I don't know what it means as far as connecting it to other types to like the phase. Like I'm not sure if this is like a thing unto itself, or will um, Shang Chi have a deeper connection with future stories? Do you know what I mean? Because he's yeah. such a it's such an odd character to want a champion, and I honestly think they just wanted something to push to the Chinese market, and they look at their roster of Asian superheroes, and they are like, we can work with this guy. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like Cyborg. Like, DC was like, we need a black hero. And they looked at their catalog of black heroes, and they were like, we can't do the Green Lantern because we just had that movie that came out that bombed. All right. Let's get Cyborg. So that's what it kind of feels like. So I'm interested to see, like, will he become an Avenger? What is his purpose in the grand scheme of things? I don't know if he'll become an Avenger. I mean, it seems like, you know, everybody that's in a, a movie is going to become an Avenger. But I don't think he'll become an Avenger. But I think it's, a, I think it's really a movie to introduce a new hero, to introduce the, you know, the Ten Rings. I would put him on the level of Cyborg, of saying that that's what they were trying to do. Because if they want a black catalog and they said, hey... Let's do an icon movie, and they like what? Nah, they don't have the rights to icon. That's why they never use none of that stuff. Okay, but even still, icon's not a well-known black hero in 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 the DC comics. I will t- I will tell you this. That's why they didn't use Static Shock. They would have used Static Shock because he's probably one of the bigger black heroes besides um besides John Stewart. But they don't have the rights to Static Shock because that was like a joint deal with. Um, milestone comics. Uh huh. Also, yeah. I also Static Shock didn't appear in, in um Injustice uh two. Uh, he got raped instead. Oh, and, and Black Lightning. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. AKA Gucci Mane. But yeah, I got. I got you. <laughs> Scooter. Yeah, Scooter. Yeah, we got Scooter man. <laughs> By the way, you know his show is great. Uh, oh, but you know one one of the things. That I've been more and more excited about is this Doctor Strange. Yeah, I know. This Doctor Strange is very intriguing. The multiverse wow. of madness. And yes. 
in the movie with him is going to be Scarlet Witch. And it says that WandaVision, their Disney Plus show, but I'm going to talk about the Disney Plus shows separately, uh, okay. goes right into the Multiverse of Madness. Now, you know, here's the thing. I seen Doctor Strange back when it first came out, and I was like, it's okay. It, it didn't uh-huh. knock my socks off. It, 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 did, it wasn't trash, you know. I, and I seen Doctor Strange in Infinity War, Thor Ragnarok, Endgame, and each time I've seen him, he has gotten better and better and better to me. I, I'm into this character. And, and actually, after I seen him in Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame, I went back to watch the original Doctor Strange, and I ended up appreciating the movie more uh-huh. than I did the first time. And I was like, you know what? So I really want to see his kind of movie, and this is going to be what they, they say, Marvel's first horror movie, because they failed at doing that with the New Mutants, because I don't know where the hell that, 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 that project like, will probably come out on Hulu now, but that that was uh, probably Marvel's first horror movie, but this is going to be their first kind of horror movie, so uh, honestly, I'm actually pretty excited for it, how about you? Yeah, um, I'm interested in what they're going to, if they're going to give us a real multiverse this time, um, I, I'm interested to see what that looks like. Um, I want. I, I was really hoping we would get Namor with uh, with this Doctor Strange, but maybe he'll appear in Black Panther too. But whatever it is, Doctor Strange, the first one was was my shit. Like the visual effects in that. I, I went to school for visual effects. I have a I have a warm spot for making things appear that aren't really there and making you believe what you're seeing and the way that they push the boundaries with like fighting, running up walls. It was like inception, but a little bit deeper and a little bit more vibrant. It was interesting. And I, I really, really dug that. Dr. Strange as a character is kind of, I mean, I don't really care for him. He's cool. I would never be like, yo, you got to read this Dr. Strange book or Hey man, like, yo, Dr. Strange is in my top five. I think he's cool. Like if he's if his movie's on, I'll watch it. So, but out of the lineup of Phase Four, I would probably say Doctor Strange has my interest as far as like anticipation. It'll probably be somewhere between a, a tie between Doctor Strange and Thor. Okay, because you know what? It actually brings up uh, Thor Four out of yeah. out of out of the trifecta, the Trinity, whatever you want to call them. Of Iron Man, Captain Thor. Thor is getting the fourth movie. And you know what? If you had told me that back in 2012, uh-huh. or after I seen Thor The Dark World, I'd have been like, there's no way Thor is getting the fourth movie. Honestly, I would have been like, it, see, it, it got to be Captain Tony. Most likely, it's probably going to be Iron Man 4. To be honest with you, that's what I thought. Now we've seen, obviously, the best that happened in Endgame of Iron Man dying and Cap getting old. I'm sorry for spoiler, y'all should have seen the movie already. Made it beat Avatar. So I mean, you should have. I mean, it beat Avatar, so, so y'all seen, seen the it movie three times. What's what's your excuse? You know it, what I mean? Exactly. So Thor's getting a movie called Love and Thunder, and they're bringing back Natalie Portman. Now, yes. I talked about this on my reaction about the the Phase Four stuff. Here's one thing: I don't hate Natalie Portman. I want to get out the way right now. I don't hate Natalie Portman. I think Natalie Portman is a great actress. Okay. I don't like Jane Foster. I don't like the way the character was portrayed in this whole MCU at all. 
she was right. she, she was you know plywood to me she you know there, there was no flavor you know the the, the squeeze one work was worth the juice and i didn't like natalie portman's comments about the mcu at the time and not wanting to come back and all that and i'm like all right well i mean all right and i was like you know I, I don't understand what the problem is so she didn't come back and now all of a sudden they're bringing back the Jane Foster character because in the comics, Jane Foster does become female Thor. She just becomes Thor. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah exactly. Was it the, the, the Thor? So, there, there's a lot of questions, you know, we're going to have because Endgame, you know, riddled us with so many plot holes. Don't know what's going to happen there, but okay. Uh, but... Love and Thunder comes out, and she becomes a new Thor. And like you say with Mahershala, the thing is with Natalie Portman, she's thin. She does not, you know, she, she doesn't have the kind of muscle mass or anything. But she did put on Twitter that she said, this is my before, before picture, before I get in shape for Thor. So she's going to take it seriously also and get her, get herself into shape. But, you know, kind of like how you felt about Blade is kind of how I feel about Thor Love and Thunder. I'm like, it's going to be metal. It's going to have that kind of kind of uh, rock band type movie cover. It's, it's going to have that awesomeness to it. It's just that I'm still kind of reserved. Taco Watiti's coming back, so he did great on Thor Ragnarok. It's just that I'm going to be kind of reserved for it. I kind of need the trailer because the Jane Foster character, it to my opinion, is what really brings those Thor movies down. So, your opinion on it? I'm interested to see what they do. Like, I think a it's it's odd that Thor is getting a fourth film. Like, if you would have told me that of <laughs> all the people getting a quadra film, it would have been Thor, I would not have believed you. Um, I'm glad Taki. Oh, I can't say his name. <laughs> Taco Watiki. Yeah. Taco is coming back. That's that's exciting. It's going to be fun. Uh, I imagine Thor is going to be thin because I don't think they're going to have a whole fat Thor movie. However, if they did have a fat Thor movie, I would be here for it. That would be that would be a fucking interesting ass movie. Mm. But I, I don't know. See, the, the thing about Thor, he's physical, but he's not physical at the same time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's physical, he's very he's he has a large presence, but a lot of his stuff can easily be faked, like Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? Like he he's not. It doesn't take a lot of choreography to do what he does. Gotcha. He's not like Neo in the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like swings, some swings, some CGI, some flying, some lightning. But he's just he just he just does it very well. Mm-hmm. Like the way he just goes, he's so big and it just works for him. So I think they can easily duplicate that for Jane Foster Thor. I don't know how she becomes Thor. Maybe Cap really fucked up going back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's I'm interested in it. I'm interested in it. Now that I talk about it out loud, I'm more interested in Doctor Strange than I am for Thor. So it'll be Doctor Strange Thor. See, it, 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 mine's is Doctor Strange Blade Shang Chi then Thor. Blade is uh, not part of um, Phase Four. Uh, uh, I'm okay, sure. If you talk yeah. about Phase Four, then yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're talking yeah, about just Phase Four, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's gonna be Phase Five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, uh, with that being said, the last movie that's part of Phase Four is Black Widow. She's getting her solo movie that's coming out May 2020. So that's 
not that far away from here. So they said it's going to be a movie that takes place in like three parts. It's going to be a uh, we're going to learn more about the Red Room. We're going to learn more about uh, Budapest, and then we're going to go during the time from Civil War to Infinity War. That time frame of that that three years after Civil War into or that two years I should say into Infinity War. So. That kind of intrigues me. There is Taskmaster uh, Master has been confirmed for this movie. There have been some uh, pics of him, and I gotta see, I gotta see it in action because I'm not liking the the, uh, the pics that they released of it yet. Uh, I kind of been hyped and you know want Black Widow to get on movie, but in, in a way I kind of haven't. And to be truthful, I've leaned on the side more of having. And it don't got before I put words on my mouth. It got nothing to do about a woman thing or anything. It's just that Black Widow has always been that role side character all the time in all the movies she's been in. So to hold her own movie, I mean, of course, you'll probably have to bring Hawkeye in there, but it's like, what is going to interest me in this movie? Because she's already dead. So obviously, no matter what she does in this movie, what, you know, what weight is it going to hold other than finding out some secrets that she did in the past, but I mean, she's it, it, it's something that's going to impact the future, at least, at least not to what I can see right now. Of course, Marvel with multiverse and stuff like that could do a whole lot of things, but there's just no interest right now for this movie for for it to be like, where's it going to take us into in this whole vast amount of storyline, or is this like an annual, like for people who yeah. read comics. Like it's just like a, it's an annual issue where they just you know to just, just tell you a different story just to be on the side. So you know, how do you feel about it? You know, I, I feel the same way about this movie. Um, I'm not I'm not excited about it. I'm not interested in it. Oh when shit, it we agreeing out, on something? Let me see that trailer. If that trailer's popping, sure you got me. I I put this in the same ballpark as Shang as as Shang as Shang Chi. Like why? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, what is this? Can, is it just a one-off? It has to be a one-off. And is that the world that we're living in with Marvel moving forward? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is everything not going to be com- like connected to a bigger story, or is it just going to be like a shared universe of individual stories, which I'm cool with? I just kind of want to know, or is it both? Like. How does this work? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I kind of actually I'm going along with the thing that it's going to be a shared universe with different stories because that's what DC's trying to do now. Yeah. The, it, DC is all over the place, man. That Joker movie looks good, but what the hell? It, I'm saying it's all over the place. So it looks like what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell stories mm-hmm. all over the place. And there yeah. is no structure coming together just yet because this is their... You know, plateau points. They can figure out what the fuck is going on over there. So, uh, but when it comes to Marvel, it looks like this may be what they're trying to do. Whether it be the one-offs or the TV shows and things like that, just to be able to. Because as of right now, this Phase Four thing, it looks like there's there's no movie in here that that is going to be like, hey, other than Doctor Strange is going to be like, we got to deal with. There was, uh. Two, was it two or three snaps in Endgame? And it was like, that's a lot of universe manipulation going on. Mm-hmm. Some shit had to happen. 
seriously so you know that does have to be explained so <coughs> most likely Doctor Strange is going to do that Black Widow is not going to do that I don't Shang-Chi is not going to do that and Thor is going to be more into just getting getting Jane Foster the powers of Thor and turning her into Thor so I, I really see like it's a, it's a one movie thing which kind of bums me out but I don't think she'll remain Thor I mean, I mean, she made sort of comics for a while, though. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do that in here. Or if they do, like, he will just become the unworthy Thor. But I don't think they're gonna do that. I think, I, I think how there was Captain and Thor. I think it's gonna be kind of similar to that, where she's almost like a Beta Ray Bill type character. Which I think they should bring in. The, which I think they should bring in the movie. By the way, that would be a great. I think that'd be interesting. He is fucking weird looking, though. I don't know what Beta Ray Bill would look like in real life. It's like a horse skeleton face covered in flesh. Yeah. I mean, shit. If they could do Lion King, they could do Beta Ray Bill. I mean, but the Lion King's based on lions. That, that exists. <laughs> <laughs> you, can go, you can go take a bunch of pictures. You ain't of just tell. You ain't just tell me because lions exist, but but yet a lot of the shit that MCU don't. Thanos don't exist, but they did it. Yeah, but he looks like a human with like a crazy chin. Like he still looked, he still basically like he looked like Josh Brolin, if Josh Brolin had a crazy chin. Oh, like fair. Beta oh. Ray Bill looks. I've never seen nothing that looks like he has a human body and like a horse face, but it's like a skeleton. It's like really thin. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he doesn't have like a bottom mouth. Really, he's kind of like it's kind of like kind of hidden in there. It's kind of like, like a, a horse. Was it a? You know, to, 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 to get real nerdy, it's kind of like uh, Battle Ox from Yu-Gi-Oh. So, I get it. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, so, I'm saying, so yeah, I, I, because I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh all the time back in the day. So, I mean, but I, I think there will be a way to do it. I mean, if they could do the Black Order, I'm pretty sure they, they could find a way to do Beta Ray Bill. But that brings... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they could do it. I would just, I would love to see what that would look like. Yeah. But then that, but you made an interesting point of saying, so is this going to be more of a shared universe, or are they still, are they still trying to build to Avengers movies? Because Kevin Feige has said there is no Avengers movie in Phase Four. Each phase had an Avengers movie, so this one there is no Avengers movie. So I'm like, okay, that's cool because we got to build up a, a lot after stuff that has, that has happened. So that brings me to the Disney Plus side of things. Oh wait, you're skipping over something major. Which one am I skipping over? Eternals. Oh, you're absolutely right. The Eternals. Eternal. The Internals. Okay. Which is. Do you mind if I? You mind if I? Uh, you mind if I step in for a second here? You know what, bro? You know what? I've been driving long enough. You can take the wheel. I sit the shotgun side. I won't nod on you. Let me tell you about the Eternals. They are the catalyst to introduce mutants into the MCU. And I am excited and scared at the same time. I'm leaning more towards the scared side, but go ahead. I don't know what you know about the Eternals. They're kind of weird. They're not very popular. I will compare them to Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie. If yes. you were to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie, no one had any fucking idea who they are. A couple people know Star-Lord, a couple people knew Drax, and a couple people know Rocket because it's a talking raccoon. Besides that... Unless you read Annihilation, you really didn't fuck with, you know, the Guardians of, 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 of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. The movie comes out, 
they're our household name. I am Groot is said by people beyond the deepest of comic nerds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Eternals were made by the Celestials. So that means we're introducing the Celestials if we're introducing the Eternals. Who boy. That's major. I, we ain't ready. <laughs> That's major. So when they cre- when they came down to Earth, they was on the experiments, whatever, and they made basically three, well, technically kind of four races. There was these like early humans, and they experimented on them. They made the Eternals and the Deviants. And a couple people they experimented with became the mutants. So like some of the humans that they like messed around with, like years later, like thousands, millions of years later, those genetic mutations started coming through. The Eternals are like gods. Like they all have Superman style powers. Kind of imagine like you're inhumans, but um everyone's OP. Yeah, well I'm glad they're doing away with the inhumans, but go ahead. Yes, uh, that and they, they they tried to sell the Inhumans when they couldn't get the X Men. Yeah, and that was we we are we are all better moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can only make Black Bolt so cool, my man. Don't talk. He don't add that. <laughs> don't say a word. One of those things you just can't. It's hard to get a lot of emotion out. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, so they they're out in space. They've been here the whole entire time. But they think they're too good for everything. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do. It could be a total bomb. It really could. Uh-huh. Or it could be amazing. Either way, we're getting the mutants. Which he hinted about, and we can talk about that after we get done all the confirmed stuff for um, Phase 4. Yes. Um, but um, we're getting the mutants. We're getting Celestials. Which makes me think we're probably going to get Secret Wars. I think that might be one of the bigger things they lead up to way down the road, way down the road. But you, if we start we start bringing in the Celestials, that means we're going to get the Builders, hopefully. And we get some really zany and crazy, you know, space mind uh, Stan, Stan Krubik type craziness. Mm-hmm. Now, so I'm excited for I agree with you. My knowledge of the Eternals is kind of what my knowledge was about the Guardians of the Galaxy, but just a little bit more because it was like when you read Marvel, you know about the Marvel Universe, the, Etern- the Eternals like responsible for all this shit. So, uh, Jack Kirby's vision and, you know, well drawn stuff brought to life is something I never thought that they would ever do on a movie screen because there was no way you could tell me even when M- the MCU was hot because I think when the MCU first started it was a cool thing then the Avengers happened then when Phase 2 took off after the first Avengers movie it was you know downhill uh, excuse me it was a uphill ride it was going fast it's like there's something you could say MCU was popping you could have told me at that time they could make an Eternals movie I would have told you crazy because it would never I sell. I don't even know who the Eternals were. Is it, it, I'm saying, I, I knew a little bit of them opposed to Guardians of the Galaxy. I know nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy, and they made that work. And even still, with Guardians of the Galaxy work, I'm like, the Internals? I don't necessarily know. Now, they brought in director Ava DuVernay. Are she's you, not on the Eternals. Oh, no, she's doing the DC project, right? Yeah, she's on the new gods. gods. That's what it is. Yeah. I apologize because I was like, because I I keep getting them mixed up because yeah, yeah Ava doing they's doing very they're very similar. Yeah, it's it's kind of like DC's version. So yeah, 
when, when and I know more about the new guys, but I'm saying, but when they said that, so I was like, so I, I thought, I apologize to everybody out there who seen my video. Yeah, it was is doing new guys. Sorry about that, but um, I am more so opposed to how the the bringing in of mutants is going to be, but I, I do want to see a good explanation movie, especially because they teased those celestials in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? Yeah. 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 So uh. I, I, I'm really curious. I, it's it's a more of a curiosity film. It's more of the things like, hey, I'll see it to see what it, you know what it brings me to the story. Because now, since you mentioned that, one, I forgot about that one. That <clears throat> and Doctor Strange is probably what is going to help move the storyline forward. Yeah, now that we're like we're done with the movies phase of Phase Four, I gotta be honest as as far as what's coming to the cinema, I'm not super excited for Phase Four. Yeah. I'm more curious. Than anything, so I am like on the fence. Like it's not like it was when we saw Phase Three, and I was like, "This is amazing!" If we get all of this shit, holy hell, we're getting two Avengers movies back to back. Fuck yeah, sign me up. I'm not saying sign me up for shit in Phase Four. In Phase Four, I'm saying a lot of this seems interesting. I want to see what they're going to do. None of it makes me super duper duper excited. I mean, I yeah. do, I do agree because it's. Right after Endgame, and we're right. not, and we're not, because now D twenty three is coming up, so we're going to probably hear more about Spider Man three, Black Panther two, stuff like that. Because I guarantee you, a lot of people when Phase four happened, that were not the comic book nerds that was there. It's like, where's Black Panther two? Where's Spider Man? You know, three or whatever they're going to have there. What's going to happen with such and such and such? I'm like, look, there is going. This is you. When you were just talking about Marvel's cooling down period, I think the whole Phase four. Is a cooling down period because this is the. I think so too. I think this is their testing ground. It's testing ground because now you're doing a whole phase where it's five movies and four TV shows that's yeah. counted in the phase. So now, once again, when Marvel had a TV show, look, Marvel does the movies right. But when mm-hmm. it comes to Marvel television, I think me and you both can agree DC does that better. Yes. And they is not bad now. I see. But I have to get it bigger. Had a very, 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 very rough start. Holy hell! Yeah, Shield had a very rough start, and the Inhumans almost killed the television series. When the humans, the Inhumans almost killed Agents of Shield and the Inhumans, and it got rid of Peggy, Peggy Carter. They was about to stop doing oh, Marvel dang. television show. I forgot about Peggy Carter. Yeah, Marvel be, Marvel be, Marvel be messing up. DC definitely, D- DC and the CW uh, definitely does a better job at television. At television. Shout out to, um, uh, um, what's the joint on FX? Uh, uh, what is, is you talking about as a DC show? Yeah, it's a Marvel show on, on FX. Oh, you mean like Gifted? Or the Runaways? No, no, that was on Fox. No, that's that's Hulu. Runaways isn't bad. Runaways is cool. Uh huh. Fine. Cloak and Dagger's not bad, I guess. Cloak and Dagger right. is juvenile and boring. Okay. But... All right. No, that's fair. <laughs> Legion. There we go. Shout out to Legion. Probably one of the best Marvel TV shows out there. Okay, because I, I didn't see Legion yet, but when when and that even that Fox, yeah. I wasn't Marvel. Oh, okay. Now, 
what I was saying, when that happened, it was just like, yo, they almost killed the television business. So, I just uh, was like, okay, well, they're going to try television again, and it's going to be on Disney uh, Plus. I, I apologize if, if y'all hear my door in the background, but you know, it, it, that's daddy life. You know? Yeah, man, you don't got to apologize. Exactly. You don't got to apologize. All right, let's, let's, let's blaze through these five Disney Plus TV shows. Okay. So First up, The Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's the only only one that I kind of care about. Ooh, okay. Man, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Only one I care about, only because I I want to know, okay, so does Bucky leave Wakanda? Because they call him Winter Soldier again, not White Wolf. Fine. And they got the Falcon, which now Anthony Mackie has already stated that he is fitting into the costume to take over the mantle of Captain America. So black African America. So that's what we going to probably get in the show. And it's going to be kind of like Earth-based because, to be honest with you, a lot of stuff in Phase 4 is not going to be here on Earth. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is out there. I guess it's, Black Widow and Shanghai, that's that's about it. Yeah, but, you know, even, I, I think... Shang-Chi. It's Shang-Chi, but even dealing with, you know, the Legend of the Ten Rings, they could probably get out there, too. So, yeah, sure. I, I think that this is going to probably be, you know, to help people stay here on Earth for a little bit. So... I'm actually going to be excited to see what villains they bring back, what what they're going to do with it, and how is it going to tie up going forward as well. But this one is probably has my interest in it. How about you? Hype. Super hype for it. Um, they're bringing back Zemo, which is cool. With the mask, um, yes. Yes, I look forward to seeing what Anthony Mackie looks like in the suit. Anthony Mackie is not my favorite um, actor by any means. <laughs> But I will shout out Black Captain America. I'm here for it. Give me Winter Soldier. Cool. It'd be fun to get him in his Captain America suit. That'd have been fun. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what it is. I imagine this is going to be four episodes. I can't see it being more than four. Five at five at, five at the most. See, that, that's another thing I was just about to ask you. How long do you think these seasons, quotations, are going to be? I think they're going to test the waters. I think they're just going to be like, does this work? Is it convoluted? Can we pull it off? I think it's going to be a slower burn. I think it's going to be more like a like that. Um, have you seen that Jack Ryan show on um, Amazon on did, Prime? Did not yet. Okay, it's it's. I think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be like a like a like an espionage, like talky type series with action segments to it. And I think it's going to work. It's going to have a smaller budget. It's going to be way more grounded. I guess this is. Marvel's version of a low-budget film. You know, these will probably have like a, a $50 million budget, which sounds like a lot of money, but when you start throwing that $50 million up against a $300 million Avengers movie or Iron Man movie, then it doesn't sound like that much money at all. You know what I mean? Like, they can do this whole television season of these Marvel shows for the price of one Avengers movie. Yes, I, I agree with you. So, I'm just hoping like if we get like five one hour uninterrupted commercial episodes and I'm I, I'm yeah. game with that. Oh man, that'd be that that'd be that that'd be dope. When they start going to 10 13, that's fine if you can do it like Daredevil and the Netflix shows where you had that consistent storyline where it's like no room for filler. And you yeah, had this you got to trim it, man. Those Netflix shows used to be way too long. No no but see here's the thing. When 
you can say the Netflix shows are long, but when you sit there and you watch twenty two season Arrow, and you're oh, like, man, I can't, I can't even with those shows. And I love the Flash. <laughs> I watched the Flash faithfully. And it's the thing, and it's, they got all those breaks. Ugh, killing me, dog. <clears throat> yeah, so saying so. There's a lot of filler in some of those episodes. Some of the episodes I'm like, if you take out, it's not going to ruin the story. So when, when, when they went down to like, to like to me, the Defenders at 10 episodes was chilling. I love that. Actually, I'm lying. It was only eight episodes. I was yeah. cool with that. An eight-episode Defenders, because there's not much you can do when you get to 10, 13 episodes, stuff like that. So that's what I, I'm hoping it's like that. Yeah, I will be. I will be happy with that. I, I'm looking forward to that one. How are you feeling about Luke? See, I like Tom Hill says Loki says he's reprising his role. I yeah. want to see what happened with Loki when he grabbed the Tesseract in Endgame. But the question is, it's so many plot holes and plot points. What's going to happen? Is Loki looking in the future like, wait a minute, my self in this timeline died or anything like that nature? Is there going to be Thor? Is there going to be Odin? You know, is there... What character... I as, as much as I like Loki, he does need another character to support what he's doing. Right. And uh, only question is, I don't know who they bring in for that. I doubt they bring in Thor. I doubt they bring in anybody left from Asgard since all those people are dead, unless you're talking about a before show. But see, once again, it's convoluted. I doubt they're going to bring, bring in Itra Zalba as Heimdall, so I don't know what the case is going to be with that one. So, Loki, I, I'm more curious to see how they're going to even, how is it going to be successful? That's what I want to know. Yeah, man, I feel the same way, honestly. Like, I would say it's on the lower end of the shows, of these Disney Plus shows that I'm interested in. Fair. For sure. Uh, then we have WandaVision. I have no interest in WandaVision whatsoever. I only care about WandaVision because they say it's directly connected to um, um, Doctor Strange. You know, and I agree with you, but how how much you want to bet out of like a eight or ten episode series, only two episodes is connected, and that's probably the, the, like the season finale. Be- I don't think it's going to be that. I think these shows are... I don't put them past five or six episodes. If they were four to five, I think they're going to be... I would honestly say four to five. Okay. I don't think they're going to be long. I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be long at all. Okay. Because so, Disney didn't want those long shows. That was Netflix that was on that last time. Okay. All right. So yeah. so if that if that's the case, then WandaVision is like okay. You got uh, four, say you got five episodes. So say if you got two of them that explains the Doctor Strange thing, but then there is another three. I got to deal with this uploading a new program in the vision and dealing with this whole vision Wanda love thing all over again which I wasn't a big fan of the first time does it happen in the comics is it canon yes it is don't mean I was all for it so yeah I don't know what they're gonna do but I'm just saying cause this vision is gone it's dead so if Shuri had saved the program and is gonna upload this vision into another because Tony Stark's dead, so where is this other program from Vision going to come from? The Mind Stone is gone, so I just don't know. Once again, I think she's, I think she's going to make him. She may make him because, or you know, or be like a, a figment of her reality because that that was a thing. 
Yeah, I think they're really going to go into her mental illness and her ability to work the world, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It's weird. I don't know what they're going to do. Because in the comics, when that happened, like they found out that she was having a mental break and her and Vision never had kids and they were never together. And she just created that world. She created like a pocket universe in a way where like this life existed and it wasn't real. You're right. And it's just like, I don't know. So this is one of those shows that I'm interested in. We will see. Now, what's next on the list for the Disney Plus shows? What if? You you know what? When I first seen that title, I was just like, please tell me this is not going to be canon. So they explained it. It's a non-canon uh, series of, it's animated too. Yeah. Of different what if scenarios, I am actually want to see that if they do the right what if scenarios. I want to see them. I want to see every single what if scenario. I used to love that comic when I was younger. Yeah. If you you give me you're, they're bringing back the voice actors. That's <laughs> exciting. Exciting. We get to hear Robert Downey Jr. probably again. Chris Evans again as Captain America. They're going to do these weird stories of like. What if Tony Starks was Captain America or something? Like, it's going to be great to see those. But more importantly, like, I need Marvel to 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 boost up the animation game, and I'm hoping this is the platform to do it. Because when it comes to animation, Marvel is nowhere near DC. Once again, I'm about to say yeah, because them DC animated movies and shows has just been you know almost almost flawless throughout the years. But then, when I see some of the Marvel animated stuff, I'm just like, there are some things y'all can patch up. All the money y'all got over there, there's some days, I mean, y'all can hire some better cartoonists. But, I'm it hoping... always feels so disposable. All the Marvel TV shows, I mean, cartoon stuff, always feels like a Saturday morning special on Netflix. Yes. Like, it never feels like they care. It doesn't feel like Hush. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It doesn't feel like Young Justice Outsiders. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they care. You know what I mean? It kind of feels like... It kinda, if you remember back in the day when they used to like make those weird movie license games for Game Boy? Yes. That's what it feels like. It feels like we're playing a version of... I don't know, Sister, Sister on Game Boy Color. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't, don't do Marvel like that, man. Don't do them like that. That that is great. Well, I, I mean, I, I I agree. I hope the animation is good. I, I hope they they do some really good what if scenarios because that like I said, these TV shows look like it was going to take up the, the, the whole twenty twenty slate. Why the movies take up the twenty twenty one slate? Uh, so we so so th- th- there's one more, isn't there? Yes, um, Hawkeye. The logo looks like the Hawkeye comic run that was really popular. Uh huh. Um, I Kate Bishop's going to be in it. Oh yeah, I heard Kate Bishop is going to be in it. Yes, I think Hawkeye will, works better in TV versus a movie. I agree with you as well. I feel like this is going to be a Marvel version of Green Arrow, but it's just going to be acted way better because come on, as much as I like Stephen Amell, he is definitely not. Um, What's homeboy that plays Hawkeye? Jeremy Renner. He's definitely not a Jeremy Renner. Like, Jeremy Renner, 
He can he, he can actually act. He can't sing. I don't know if you've seen that video of him singing. No, but I did see Tag, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Renner. <laughs> He's like, <"Bla-la-la." laughs> like oh, Stick to Dog, what you know, nobody, bro. Stick to what you know. Nobody wants that. So I look forward to that. Like, that that, that looks cool. But you know, see, thinking of Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner can't, he can't do karate neither. But his, That's why they gave him the bow and arrow. Wasn't that bad? I wonder if Blade will resemble the will resemble the way Hawkeye fights. I seriously doubt that. I, I seriously I think Blade, you know, being because Blade is like Black Deadpool almost in a way. Yeah, yeah. So, so you think Blade's really gonna be throwing down? I think Blade gonna be throwing down. You don't call <laughs> Kevin Feige and tell him I'm playing this role if you ain't ready to throw down. Come on, you 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 gotta give respect when respect is due. I just I have a hard time seeing that yeah. in my mind. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I, I guess I, it's I possible because I'm. You remember you remember the church scene in Kingsman? Loved it. Best scene in the movie. If you told me Colin Firth would pull that off, I'd be like, Yo, you're fucking wild. I agree, but guess oh, what? He pulled it off. He did. I, it's just one. Of, I just got to see it. After I see that first trailer, I'll feel better. I just got to see it. I think it's a, I think it's an interesting casting choice. It wouldn't have been my casting choice. I don't know if you know. Um, had, did you ever see um the first Purge? I seen all the Purge movies. Okay, so you remember Homie from Insecure in the Last Purge? Yes. That's who I would cast as Blade because I just feel like he was young. And he looked good doing actiony stuff. You know what? I can't. Even, I can't even get mad at you because he was really kicking ass, taking names in that in that first Purge movie. And he's young. We can get a couple franchises out of him. We can get like, you know but, what I'm saying? Like at least three Blade movies. I, I I agree, but is Blade meant to be another trilogy? It may not be. I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, we don't. About the same, but maybe Kevin Feige's like, look, maybe Blade could be the one off. Maybe his look. Santa Nigga Black Panther, like it's in the not we have to have a Black Panther two now because it made over a billion dollars. So they think Black Panther's gonna take off like that. I'm just saying yeah. it, it shot to everybody. I, if you told me Chadwick Bozeman was playing Black Panther, the first thing my when my wife told me that Chadwick Bozeman was playing Black Panther, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, You mean the biopic actor? That's that's who he is. You know what though? I saw there's a scene when he was in um when he was uh, James Brown, and he was in, he was in jail, and he punched this dude, and I was like, "Oh, he can do action." Just, stop. just that one punch alone. Stop! Stop! I was, stop! I swear to God! I swear to God! I will put that on anything. I was like, "So oh, you action. haven't seen Mahershala Ali do any kind of action any of his movies? Not I even not Luke Cage, where he threw the brother off the roof." That's not really action. That's more like... Bro, he... No. Nah, nah. First of all, he did that. He beat Bull down with the blood over his face. Come on. You, if you going to tell me James Brown threw a punch in a jail cell, but yet you ain't see when he beat all the Jill Scott in the movie, but yet Mahershala Ali, who bludgeoned this man to death in a suit, and you going to tell me that he can't do action? That's not, that, I'm saying that's not being fair, bro. 
the way Cottonmouth was beating down those people is the same way Kingpin was beating down those people, and I don't think he could do action. Don't, don't, I just think don't, he don't. was a. I just think he was a big dude who was doing some really slow stuff. Okay, and he fit the Kingpin size. I wouldn't get the Kingpin actor to lose weight and then be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put you in that Die Hard reboot and see how you do." Like, nah. If you if you're gonna do Blade, I expect to see a lot of kicking and a lot of punching. That's all I'm Look, saying. And I just think, you cannot compare it with the way Cottonmouth was beating up Homeboy and beating up the people in Blue Cage. How uh, Kingpin is a big, rugged, big character anyway. He ain't meant to do martial arts. He's just meant to be big and do some extremely violent shit to you. That's, that's the same thing Cotton, Cottonmouth did. But Cottonmouth the, punched a dude's whole face in. That's just, that's like the equivalent of Kingpin smashing Homeboy's head with the door, with like with with, with like the car door. You know what I mean? But like, how how can you excuse Chad Bosch for punching somebody in jail? But they they did the same thing in Luke Cage. I have it on up. Okay, I, I see that scene. I was just like, oh okay. I he he sold that punch to me and made me believe. And the way he backed up, like he was in this stance or whatever. I was like, oh, he could probably do action. And then he started popping up in these little action movies, and I was just like, oh, okay. He had that weird I Am The King, John. I think that came out a little bit before Black Panther or a little bit after Black Panther. And I was just like, oh, he can kind of do it. Okay, he looks he looks competent enough. That's cool. Keanu Reeves is another one. Like, you know, I didn't think he was going to be able Mark, to you do upsetting anything. my wife right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, it's just real. It, bro, that, it, I, I'm sorry, LeBron. You, there is no way you're going to tell me after seeing that one point. I've seen it on a wave too many times more than I should have. Okay. Yeah. That that is going to I sell didn't me. I see that one punch and think he was going to be a good Black Panther. I did not see that. And also, I always, I never really thought Black Panther fought like Blade. No, Black Panther is not a, a fire like Blade, but the, the, the topic at hand is. And. I'm he wears a full mask, so you can put anyone in there. <laughs> so it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like, but I was just did like, they oh, not cool. have him fighting in the casino scene in Black Panther, maskless? Sure, but when you first see him in Civil War, you don't see Chadwick Boseman doing anything. He gets into one kind of stiff fight with Winter Soldier in a lunch cafeteria, and that is it. Yeah. Uh, all the other times, you see him masked up. And I don't think that was Chadwick Boseman. It, to, be, I just don't. to be fair, if he's masked up in Civil War because the whole point of Civil War was people who don't read comic books, you weren't supposed to know who Black Panther was. But anybody who wanted to see Civil War was not dumb. Okay, so we knew who that was. Mahershala Ali is going to have the sunglasses on. He's going to have the leather jacket, the bulletproof vest, all that kind of stuff. He's going to have all the gadgets. He's going to be ready. He's going to go in there. He's going to throw some punches. He's going to do a roundhouse. That's going to make you happy. He's going to do a roundhouse kick. And then the next thing you know, you're going to be sold on the trailer. What's that? But, but I know. Okay, I'm, just, I'm letting you know that's what's going to happen to you. And I'm, I'm, and I'm going to come back to the same episode 94 where we argued over this and say, let you know, like, you had no faith. I'm not, I'm not arguing. All I'm saying is we will see. I have not seen this man do karate. That's all I'm saying. You know what? There's this dude in um in, in Marvel Comics who's like a black Batman. I want to say Moon Knight. Uh, what is it? No, Moon Knight's white. I, I, um, I don't know. 
I'm telling you, man, he, he wanted the albino Batman, but go ahead. Hold on. Let me look. I, I can't remember his name right now. He just had a comic that recently just got canceled. Oh, okay, because... So, he was part of Squadron Supreme. Oh, yeah, I didn't read that. Hold on, I got you. Uh, why is this taking so long for me to find this dude? Night. Shoot. Ah, oh, man. Well, anyway, there's this character. Um, I can't remember his name right now. I will try to find it just to update everyone listening so they can check him out, too. But um, there's this character in Marvel who's basically like a black Batman. And his last comic run, he was actually like fighting, basically it was like Night Nighthawk. Yeah, Nighthawk. Boom, there we go. There's a character called Nighthawk in Marvel who's basically black Batman. If Mahershala Ali said he was going to be Nighthawk, I would believe it more because he's covered up. You know what I'm saying? And he doesn't really fight like Blade. Like, if you're going to do Blade, you got to come. Blade is a black martial arts film. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying I've never seen him do it. So until I see him do it, I kind of am like, I'm excited, but I'm hesitant. I got you. I got you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I need to see what that first trailer looks like. So hopefully we, we'll get one, you know, most like a teaser. Oh, probably you know what it feels like? What? It feels like when they cast Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Stop. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Move, we, we, no, because let, we, me, let me get this thought out. Let me get this thought out. Oh, okay. Let me get this thought out. So when they cast Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, the first thing I said was I believe in her acting. But I don't know if she can have a physical presence. And she doesn't have a real physical... She doesn't make you believe that she's really punching people the way she does. I, Fine. Maybe I they'll work with her in time. So that's my fear, is that Mahershala Ali will be acted well, but not convince me physically. Okay, to your point, I agree with you. A thousand percent. But the difference between Brie Larson and Mahershala Ali is that I have seen Mahershala Ali in action scenes before. I have not seen Brie Larson in action scenes. So let me get the thought out. So all I'm trying to say is if you're going to, you know, say that somebody sold you off the way they threw a punch, that's is that what you're telling me is that. That little bit, that that little tidbit of action right there that you saw is enough to sell you for the character that they're going to portray, in other words. What I'm telling you is Cottonmouth gave you that in Luke Cage. He gave me that for a different type of fighter. I get it. But but even still, Black Panther barely throws punches. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He, it's he's a different type of fighter, and he's masked up, so it's a lot easier to sell. I'm just saying, if they would have cast him as a little bit more of a physical character, who's like not as finessing, not as he's not a ninja, like Blades, a, Blades, a black ninja vampire hunter who has guns. You know but, what I'm saying? Like, I, I think they're going to make this Blade more shooty than he is kicky. That's what I think. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll have to wait till. 
next year's Comic Con. They're gonna make him very. They're gonna make him like like a brute. Like he's gonna be like a street fighter. Like I don't think he's gonna have the same finesse as the Wesley Snipe blade, unless Mahershala becomes like Neo style. I would love that. That would be amazing. I want that. I want to go on the record as saying I want Mahershala Ali. I want to see videos of Mahershala Ali fighting three dudes in karate uniforms on Instagram and me being like, yo, damn, Mahershala really putting in work like Keanu Reeves does for John Wick. I want to see that. But until I see that, I'm going to believe it's not it's, it's not that until I see it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're going to move on because uh, I'm, I hope you get what you're looking for in life. I'm saying, I do too. I, I think I, we I all hope. do. We don't want Blade to be the first bomb. You know, us as black men definitely don't want that. Okay, we don't want that <laughs> at, at, at all. So, but yeah, that was uh, especially of course the Marvel news that came out of Comic Con. There was also yeah. uh, Marvel game stuff that came out of Comic Con also. Right. Yeah. So next year, I believe it is the new Marvel Avengers game is coming out for most likely just. So far, this her PS4. Square uh-huh. Enix is the one that's doing the game, yep. and they re- they had a twelve uh, minute leak of the game. Now, when I first seen the game at E3, I was like, "All right," it did get me hype. Like when I seen Spider Man for PS4. Ooh man, when they showed Spider Man for PS4, that was so exciting. It, it it was. I think even my wife was like, "That looks pretty good." Yeah, because that game, I I have it, I beat it. It's one of the best games I ever played. The now, only game I've ever got a platinum. Oh really? Yeah. Now I was just about to ask you, how are you when it comes to gaming? Are you a gamer? Are you casual gamer, or do you just buy like what's hot just to you know for, for like a pastime? Uh, I'm in, I'm more into like narrative gaming. So if it has a it has a story to it, I'll get it. I don't just like you'll never find me on Overwatch. You'll never find me on. I mean, I played the first Destiny. It had somewhat of a story, but after I beat the game, I just didn't play it anymore. Like, when it comes, like, in Modern Warfare and games like that, I always play the story mode. Uh-huh. I'm just into a narrative. So if you give me a narrative, I'll beat the game, and then I'll move on. Actually, me and you are almost the same. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, like, a narrative. Because I love story. Because every time I buy a Call of Duty, I play campaign only. I don't do online. Yeah, I don't, I don't do none of that. I, I'm just not for that world. However, you know what I'm saying... I'm just a big gamer, and actually, like, I love me the uh, Uncharted games. Oh, they're very cinematic. They make you feel like you're really there, you know it, what I mean? Exactly. I love the whole Nathan Drake saga. But, you know, I love Action Adventures games, but, you know, I love also platformers and fighters and other kind of games. So, when I seen this game, I was just like, it didn't give the same reaction I, I got with Spider-Man. It felt like a more cinematic, more... Uh, I'm going to say solo play of Marvel Ultimate Alliance in a way. And yeah. I was yeah. like, do I want that? Because in, in, in an action-adventure, c- c- cinematic narrative, platformer-style game, do I really want it? Because it looks like after you complete a section with one Avenger, you get switched over to the next Avenger. And I'm kind of on the, I'm kind of on the thing, well... If that situation is not requiring that Avenger or that Avenger needs help, can I not call over another Avenger? You know, th- th- there's questions that I have about the game. So seeing the 12-minute leak, I was like, huh, 
it's a it's a good looking game. You know, it, what I'm does look good. Yeah, it, it, it looks good. It looks good, but there's something about it that's not sparking my interest. Just like I was saying, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three really sparked my interest and, and kept me whole. Cause I, I know what I'm expecting from that game, and it's it it just uh brings the fun element out to it. But you, you can go ahead and tell me how you felt about it. I felt pretty much the same. Like I'm not. I see it, and it was it was cool. I guess I don't know. Um, I don't really trust Square Enix like that. Um, the the character models. I know people are saying just relax on them. They look weird. Like Captain America looks weird. Black Widow looks like, weird. Black Widow looks weird. Like why would you do that? Like why would you have the core movie Avengers? And then make them look weird. Like, why wouldn't you not do that? Why wouldn't you get an actual render of the character? The only one that looks good is Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Well, that's not none of them. They didn't have the actual character. They didn't have the character rights. Like Chris Mm -hmm. Evans and them. They like they didn't get those those deals. They didn't get those contracts. That's why these people look so different. It's kind of like Spider Man PS4 where they get to make their own version of what Peter Parker would look like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't look like Toby or anyone. He just kind of looks like this weird white dude. Um, these characters, they don't look good, though. They just... I don't know. So, Captain America looks bad. I'm interested to see where the story goes. It, like, takes place in the future or something. There's, like, a bad timeline. I don't know how this multiplayer is going to go. It sounds... You know what it sounds like? It sounds like... Um, it sounds like Anthem. Where they're they're promising you this 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 experience that you're gonna marvel at and you're gonna be able to do all this stuff and it's gonna be unbelievable and I think when it releases it's gonna be broken and it's not gonna work the way people want um, and it's I, I don't know and it's supposed to be like a live service game which doesn't make me feel any better I don't know what this will be do we get to make our own characters and have them fighting in the future just like the division with superheroes. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know what's going on with this game. I mean, I don't know either. Once again, it's still like almost a little under a year away. So, yeah. I mean, but it's, just, it's just that it doesn't help that I wasn't very much excited because that's the only E3 conference we're getting on because by the time E3 comes next year, the game should be out. I don't think it's going to ship on time. And you know what, you know what kind of bugged me about this game? What Seeing is? the hockey look so good. But seeing people actually run up to the Hulk and try to physically fight him yeah, stop. is insanity. Like, <laughs> everyone in that universe would know who that is, and you would stay the hell away from him. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, ain't nobody running up to the Hulk to punch it. Yeah, it, 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 first of all, the way the story looks look like it's going, it, it's kind of like it's going to movie Avengers, and, it, and it, they're doing a whole Captain America's dead, we got to avenge, and we got to go back in time to kind of whatever the thing is and which we're trying to bring in different characters that we couldn't bring in in the MCU because it's a video game and I'm like you know I honestly I don't know that's why I said with Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 they stuck with one story Thanos wants the Infinity Stones you gotta go across the whole Marvel Universe to collect them all before he gets them I'm with it yeah I don't know what they're gonna do simple to the point I don't know did you did, did you like the way the gameplay looked the gameplay looked... See, okay. Here's my thing. When it comes to Tony Stark, Thor, and the Hulk, I really believe that their gameplay should not be limited mm-hmm. because of what they can do. That's why I think it would be so hard to make a Superman game 
when you oh, yeah. yeah when you make a Spider-Man game or a Batman game there is things with that's not in their limitations and that's what makes the game fun when I'm the Hulk sure. why should I have to grab onto a, a hanging semi to get across the bridge I can make that jump you're the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. You know what I'm saying? I can make that jump. Why does Thor have to, like, beat up these special kind of security guards with, like, his hammer one at a time? I can flip a car because I'm Thor. You right. know, if I'm Iron Man, I can take my unit beams out. Or if they show in the Avengers movie, I can target all these guys at once and take them all out. There shouldn't be limitations with those kind of characters. Now, if you're talking about Black Widow... Hawkeye, Captain America, I got you. Because those characters, for what their powers or their skill set is, require a certain amount of limitations. Right. Hawkeye's not going to make that jump on the bridge, so he will have to use one of his repellent arrows and swing across. I get it. Black Widow probably had to try to run up the side of the semi or the same thing with uh, Captain America. Hawk shouldn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. He should be able to make that jump, smash shit, and it shouldn't be a limit of what I can smash. So that's what's going to be the hard part of the game. And I don't want my Hulk to have limitations. Or my Thor. Or or, or like I said, my Tony Stark. So it's just kind of like, ugh. It's kind of like, like once again, I, I, I hate to keep going back to this game. But even in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, it's like this. You know off back, Deadpool and Wolverine have a healing factor, right? Uh-huh. So they're going to heal throughout some of the gameplay where other characters are not. That's just their power. Why should you limit them to be like everybody else? You know, so I don't... That's that's one of the things I'm worried about as you get further into this game. And since they showed already in the trailer that they're going to kill Captain America or, or he's not going to be in the game for a minute, you're leaving us with the mighty characters. You're leaving us with the characters that have not that many limitations and you're going to put them on them is kind of going to take me out of it. Yeah. I know yeah. it's like I know Spider-Man is strong in uh in the, in the Spider-Man game. So he can pick up a motorcycle and throw it at you. He can he can pick up a lot of things and throw it at you, but he overtipping no trucks. He's using his web to put his feet down to slow down the car. That's what Spider-Man would do. Mm-hmm. And that's what made that game so great. Is because there's limitations, but Spider-Man is playing like Spider-Man. Yeah. That's what I want to see. And I, if you, you're not going to have the Avengers playing like the Avengers, that's going to take it out of the game. And I think it's one of the things where it's just like Square Enix is going to be like, well, it's Marvel. It'll sell itself. I, I definitely think it's a cash grab. Um, and I don't know. I might be wrong, but until, until, until they prove me wrong, I'm assuming this is not going to be a good game. I, well, how about do you have a Nintendo Switch? I do not. I would say if you're into, I don't know if you're into like Nintendo stuff. I'm I'm into gaming, so I don't care uh-huh. what system it is. But if you're into Nintendo and you're into, you know, uh, a, a desktop and a handheld and a console all in one, get yourself that and get yourself Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. I I guarantee you'll have more fun with that. They'll probably wait for this game. Yeah. To be completely honest with you. Like I said, a lot of people, they may hate on Nintendo because it's Nintendo or they think Nintendo's this or because you know, it's two kid friends, stuff like that. Look, hey, they, when it comes to the Switch, they have been stepping up a lot with their third party support. And I'm saying, 
there's a lot of games that you could probably play that, that, that I listening to you talk and you know knowing you that you would enjoy. Yeah, I was going to get the Switch, but I just couldn't justify the price of it and it not having Netflix. <laughs> Look, that's yo that that's a hundred percent the reason why I didn't get the Nintendo. Once they get the Netflix plug-in, they got me. Look. Once they like get that connection, I'm here like swimmer because I'm more married than I am not married. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm more of that married dude. I like sitting at home on the couch with my wife, watching TV. If I bring in a gaming console system into the household, it has to be able for us to be like, let's watch some Netflix. Okay. Now, to be fair, I've been to your house. Well, yeah. I haven't been to your new one, but okay. uh, I know you have a PS4. Yes. So your PS4, I know, has Netflix on there. Yes. You know, you have a whole produ- production company. I know you have a computer, which I know has some type of Amazon Prime or Netflix on there. Yes. And I, I know you, you know, me and Mary, just like I do, watch a lot of TV. So mm-hmm. here's the one thing Nintendo does. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, Netflix is coming. Mm-hmm. They said that. But here's the thing. Nintendo Switch is focusing on going back to being a game system first. Because a lot of these new systems are focused on being home entertainment systems opposed to gaming systems first. That's cool. I respect them for that. I just, I'll get at them when they got Netflix. And, you know, and, and, because I want to take Netflix on the go. If I'm want to take the Nintendo, um, the Nintendo Switch on the road, I want Netflix like that. Like, I want to be able to tether it to my phone or something and watch Netflix on my Switch. Do you have, do you like Hulu? Hulu is cool, but it's not Netflix. Uh, Look. I know they do got Hulu, but how at me when you got Netflix? They got, they got they got Hulu and they got YouTube right now. Netflix is going is going to make its way to the Nintendo Switch. Hopefully by the end of this year, maybe by because they got the new Switch Lite that's coming out. And I saw that and I was excited that when I heard the news that they were coming out with like this newer Switch. Yeah, that was going to be cheaper. And then after I saw it, I was like, I don't want to pay two hundred dollars for you know a Nintendo DS Switch, like. I just don't want to do that. I would rather not do that. When you can just pay an extra hundred dollars and get the one that connects to your TV. Well, I'm saying the, the Nintendo Switch Lite is for handheld gamers. Yeah. Now, uh, now, yeah. now see, no. me personally, I am a big handheld gamer because when I was growing up, every time I had a home console system, I couldn't play it on the TV when I wanted to because it was always on somebody else's TV. And then when I, when I finally moved out and live with my dad I had my own space then I started playing more of the console games when I felt like it I, but I didn't have the opportunity so I grew up with all the handhelds I I, told, I have every single handheld except for like an N-Gage or some of the stuff that came from Japan because I, I used to click to love them so when I play my Switch most of the time it's in handheld mode but I do love playing it on the television like you may not be a handheld game you may be more of the console gamer so I, I get why you wouldn't want the new Nintendo Switch Lite you know, because it's made for to, to get rid of that, that 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 DS market anyway. So, but all all I'm saying for the gaming aspect of it, before you know Netflix, because even though you're on the road and you want to watch Netflix, which I'm pretty sure you have on your phone, uh, since you you want to wait till it, the Switch gets it, okay. I'm the gaming wise. I'm telling you because Marvel Ultimate Alliance is only on the Switch. Um. 
isn't it on something else? Like, wasn't it, wasn't that an older game that was like redone in a way? No, no, that's oh, no. That, that, that's the first one, the second one, the third one, the newest one. Mm-hmm. Marvel Ultimate Alliance: The Black Order. That's only on Nintendo Switch right now. It's an exclusive. No, okay. Look at Nintendo getting exclusives. Yeah, so it's exclusive with Marvel, and then you know uh, they got the X Men, and then. You got Fantastic Four coming to Marvel Knights. You got all these characters in there from, you know, the MCU and everything. And then the whole Thanos of Black Order. It's a nice, it's a really good story. It's a really challenging game at times, which I like, you know, to be challenged every now and then. And then, you know, you can sit there and, and beat the story, beat the narrative and have a, have a good time, wait for the DLC to come out. So, you know, you can look at it that way. Like I said, I, I'm a gamer. I, I have Netflix on, on a lot of shit already. But, you know, so... I say you don't. Yeah, I was already. I was when when the switch was coming out. I was already super skeptical of it, um, and I was waiting for that price point. When the price point came in at three hundred, I was like, "Yeah, dude, there's no way I'm getting the switch. There is no." And I'm not like a Nintendo hardcoreist. Like I just don't think I'm. I'm impressed with what the switch has done when it first because when it first came out, I was like, "Well, obviously, this is not going to do well." Or it might do well. We'll, we'll see. Because it looked like what the Wii U was supposed to be. That's exactly what it is. What the Wii U was and, supposed to be. And the Wii U was a major failure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, Nintendo is one failure away from being second. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just see what happens. And they knocked out the park. I'm proud of them. Congratulations. You did it. You know what I mean? Hat tip. But yo, that price point, absolutely not. <laughs> I will get it when it goes down. I mean, to be and fair, it, it outsold the PS4. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a kid system. I get it, and it's portable. Oh, oh, so, oh. We, we can't say it's a kid. I got the system. So we if you see. were if if you like when I worked in retail and moms were coming in to get their kids systems, I would always recommend that they get their kids Nintendo systems because I was like the chances of you getting a game that you won't you that you don't know what's going on, but your kid is up here, you know, killing prostitutes and robbing banks. You know, it's not going to happen on Nintendo. Like Nintendo is a wholesome place for the most part. They got they, they do have their crazy title here and there, but they have more safe titles and they do crazy titles. Where PlayStation and Xbox, well mainly more yeah. PlayStation and Xbox. To be they have more of your resque stuff. To be fair, that's one thing the Switch has been changing. Because one thing Nintendo like you said, it's been more of a family friendly console. Especially with the Wii U with the failure. And it's like, okay, well we'll get Mario and Smash Brothers and uh, Animal Crossing and Pokemon that's, that's all well and good this has been the most third party titles that Nintendo has ever got since the 64 mm-hmm. so there is like you know cause there, there, there's passcodes like my son has a Switch and I have a Switch my passcode stuff is on there he can't play no no, no violent games if he want to but they, they have those violent games especially with the new Wolfenstein that just came out they have those third-party games now where nobody ever thought that they would come over to switch especially resident evil all six of them has came has come coming over to nintendo switch so you know they're making strides in there to also that's why i think that's why it's sold so many units because of that third-party support nintendo's not yeah. it's, there's never been a company or a system that has ever had that many third-party support within its system. So now, with it ha- especially with Mortal Kombat being on there now, it's and with them not you know diluting the blood or anything of that nature and the violence of it, 
I think that's what really is spiked up the prices. I mean, not not, not prices, the way the, the thing is being sold. Yeah, I still feel like um, it's still one to consider like a safer system. Fair. Because Mario, is, his he's such a, a large part of Nintendo. And like Zelda too, it's not. I think they're. I think they're just a little bit more palatable to me in my mind to younger people. No, I mean it's, it's their whole Pokemon get up and everything. It, it just seems. It just seems like Nintendo. If I had a kid and we were going to get them a system, I would get them a Switch over a PlayStation any day of the week. The community is nicer. It's just like you know what I mean. It's one of those things where it just. Uh. I just kind of always felt like they're just a little bit more kid friendly cool. or family friendly. I guess I should say. I'm about to say depending on what, what game you play, because that Spanish community is not that great. But that's either here or there. Uh, there, there have been a couple trailers that dropped, and mm-hmm. you know I know you you like your movies. I want to have you seen any of them? Did you see that a beautiful day in the neighborhood trailer? Uh, no. I purposely stayed away from it. What? Yeah, man, I, I have to ask why. Do you, are you not a fan of Tom Hanks, Mister Rogers, or both? You know what? I'm a fan of Mister Rogers and a fan of Tom Hanks, but I think the combination of them together is like so wholesome and so pure. I don't want to watch it to taint my view. <laughs> If, if, if they're both so if they're both so wholesome, how can they take the view? What if I don't like the trailer? Oh, you talk about like that? Oh, okay. Look. Yeah, because it's it's Tom Hanks. He's uh, he's America's dad. He is the white man that you want all white men to be. <laughs> and it's Mister Rogers, who is the real white man you want all white men to be. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you know what I mean? It's like the perfect version. I'll probably see the movie. Yeah. I didn't see the trailer, and it's one of those things where it's just like, I know I'm going to see it. I just died. I just need to sit on the idea a little bit longer. I heard rumors that he was playing Mr. Rogers, and I was like, that's too on the nose. Uh, that's like getting Samuel L. Jackson to be um, Agent, I mean, Nick Fury in um, Avengers. Yeah. He did it, and I was just like, well, damn. <laughs> 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 and it worked, and I was like, well, damn, this is perfect. So, you know. Well, I'm just putting on it. Have you seen? I, I have heard good things. Have you seen? Won't you be my neighbor? Uh, the documentary. Yes. Nah, I, I, I didn't see that either. Okay, look. I went to the movies. I don't usually go to movies to see documentaries. I wish they come out on Blu-ray. Yeah. I went to the movies to see this documentary. If I did not have water in the whelms of my eyes by the end of this movie. I'm telling you, I, I can't. I can't lie to you. It touched me. I walked out the movie theater saying, "This is the best movie of 2018." And if you look at my list on YouTube of the top movies of 2018 that I want to go see in the theaters, "Won't You Be My Neighbor" is number one. That was a heartfelt, touching. Why can't more men be like this in America? Movie or documentary, how you want to call it. 90 minutes of just literally pure love. So when I seen the trailer. There are the Tom Hanks got the mannerisms down because I seen the documentary of how Mr. Rogers is with the mannerisms. So he got the mannerisms down, and everything that they do in the trailer, I'm like, this reminds me of when I went to go watch "Won't You Be My Neighbor" in the movie theater, and I'm like, 
if that thing tore me up for 90 minutes, I can imagine what a Tom Hanks version for two plus hours is going to do to me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, look, I know me and you can agree and me and you can disagree on a lot of things. I learn that every time I talk to you. But I'm pretty sure that me and you can both agree that this movie could steal a lot of things. Because it comes out November 22nd, 2019. Ironic date, but still. It comes out uh, this year. I didn't know it was going to come out this year. And I'm like, and it's about this guy who interviews Mr. Rogers and follows him around for like a couple of days. It's not the whole entire life of Mr. Rogers. It's just about those couple days of Mr. Rogers. And it's amazing that everything's a historical account from this actual guy that lived. And if you see some of the stuff that Mr. Rogers did in life and on his TV show to send a message in a documentary, bro, you'd be touched. And what purpose of that then have Tom Hanks deliver that love to everybody you know, playing Mr. Rogers. It's something that I know you don't want to taint, you know, because whatever thought is in your head is the right thought and you want to keep it that way. But I'm telling you, it won't let you down. I know. I'm just going to hold off until. You hold Until I can't no more. I went down, I'm going to be sitting on the couch and the commercial's going to come on. And I'm going to be watching it and I'll be like, damn, that looks, that looks real good. I'm going to bring up my AMC app and I'm going to order my ticket. Yeah, who knows? I might need it real bad that day. Yeah, it, you, you you might you might. Uh, this is one of those things. Was just it's just I was just like I'm. I don't need to see it. I know I'm going to see it. What you about? What I mean? Yeah, I I agree. What about the Watchmen trailer for HBO? Yeah, so saw this because I was concerned. Um, how they were going to do this Watchmen series, and after watching the trailer, I am super interested. And also very concerned. Okay, give me your concerns first because I I got some, but uh, I don't think I probably have as many as you do. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. Like the cops are dressed up as superheroes in a way to protect their identities. The cops are like vigilantes because there's these Rorschach so like cult people mm-hmm. who be um, like your alt right avatar. And they look like some good old boys who, I don't know if they're killing black people, if they're killing poor people, or if it's going to be people from the north or people from the south. I don't know what they're doing. They look like a hate group. Dr. Manhattan's here. I don't know. Um, the original superhero dude was there to do with the cape and like the hooded mask. There's just a lot happening in that trailer. I'm definitely going to watch it on HBO. Regina King had me. I love her. I think she's a great actress. Yes. She looks extremely sexy and extremely badass in her get up. Whatever that, like, it was like a praying, um, beat em up cop, I don't know, vigilante suit, something. Yeah. She had going on. I was here for it. It's just, it's a weird show, man. It's, it's a weird way to take, it was so, it's such a weird choice. And like, Alan Moore, I don't know if he did it of the show or if it was just that time of the year for him but he quit the comic book industry slightly after that trailer was released and it's just one of those things where it's just like I kind of get it a little bit because they keep fucking up the Watchmen like the movie wasn't bad but it probably shouldn't have been a movie the original Zack Snyder one he should have made that into a series because the Watchmen's that dense 
It is that dense. I, I, now I enjoyed the movie. I especially enjoyed the director's cut. Long as hell, but I enjoyed it. It should have been a series. It was just one of those things I think it should have just been a series. And I don't know. What do you think of it? See, that the thing is, at first, from the first teaser I saw, I was like, are they doing Doomsday Clock? Because that's what I thought with the whole TikTok, TikTok thing going on. I thought they were doing Doomsday Clock. And I was like, okay. Then I seen the second trailer. I was just like, well, maybe not. Now, I saw, like I said, I saw Regina King. I seen that there's just so much imagery going on here. And with the, the last shot of Dr. Manhattan coming back to Earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, shit, you're about to get all blown up. Or I don't know how they're going to take this, but it got me kind of excited because i never really been into seeing anything else Watchmen related. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like pure purge chaos. And if Regina King's in the middle of it and got to save all this shit from, from, from going down, I'm with it. If it's giving me like p- pure purge kind of chaos or they, or, or they may think that this is the Doomsday Clock because... Dr. Ben has going to come back and just annihilate the Earth, which he can, uh, then I can see th- 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 this whole chaos thing being explained. So it, it, the trailer was good. It was really good. It's just that I got to... I, I need more narrative to understand what's going on, but I'm glad it's a series. If, it, if this was a movie, I'd be like, this is not going to be good. Yeah, I would definitely not. I'd be like, oh, this is bad. If if it was a movie, if it was a movie, it's not gonna be good. But since it's a series on HBO and HBO tends to do some good series, I got faith in it. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna be very political. I think it's gonna speak to a lot of the things that's going on today, um, yeah. and I think that's gonna piss a lot of people off. But it needs to be. And I know said there's that. gonna be a lot of think pieces and arguments and people being like, "Get your politics out of my comic books." And I'll be like, well, have you ever read the original Watchmen? Because it was very political as well. Yeah, so so I'm movie, interested yeah. to see how it goes down. I'm interested to see the world and like the time frame that it is in because it looks slightly modern. It's interesting. I want to. I I look forward to it. I don't think they're going to do any storyline that we that we know of. And Doctor Manhattan is such a strange character because he's basically he's like man god. So yeah. So, I mean, well, speaking of political, uh, a couple more trailers I want to ask you about. Did you see the new trailer for Harriet? Yeah. You know, it just came up on my radar, like, un- underneath, and I was just like, Harriet, like, Tugman? Harriet yeah. Tugman? And I was like, oh, okay. So, real quick, uh, I am a huge kind of history buff kind of guy. I love learning about my history and just the history in general. I can sit down and watch a civil rights movie any day of the week. I went uh-huh. to the movies to go see some. Uh-huh. You know, and believe it or not, around when it comes January, February, March, I pull out the movies, I pull out the documentaries, I could watch me some Mississippi Burning, some Freedom uh-huh. Riders, I could do all that stuff, right? Uh-huh. But when it comes to slave movies, uh-huh. that does something to me. Like, did there have been a lot of good ones, like, you know, 12 Years a Slave, Birth of a Nation, but I can't sit down and watch them. And you know to, to, to like to stay. I mean, I could probably do it for for obviously what 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 we, what we do now for you know just to study to you know to bring people content. But I was watching this Harriet trailer. I'm just like, 
people have been asking for a Harriet Tubman movie for a long time because there have been so many slave movies. I'm just like, man, if you're going to tell the slave movies, you know, why, why, why don't we tell some of the most iconic ones? So we got a Nat Turner one. So why not a Harriet Tubman one? I don't know how to feel about it. Right. I don't know I, how um, to feel about it. I, I haven't seen a slave movie since 12 Years a Slave. Okay. I paid, I, I bought a ticket for, um, for, for Birth of a Nation. And I'm going to buy a ticket for Harriet. Harriet will get my support. I'm not going to watch this movie. I'm, I, I, 12 Years a Slave was the last slave movie I'm ever, I was ever going to watch. Mm. And, 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 and I'm a whole true to that. Like, I don't need to see it anymore. Like, I know what happened. And I understand why they keep making them for people who need to see them and people who don't understand. Yeah. But I get it. I got it. We ain't getting reparations for it. It set us back. I get it. Cool. I will support it with my money, but not my time. I'm not going to watch it, unfortunately. But I will give it a ticket to help its bottom line. I can't mess with no more slave movies. I don't care how good it is. I mean, I, I agree with you. That's why I put a little disclaimer at the beginning of what we was about to talk about it. Yeah, I just can't. I just can't, 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 can't do it. I almost felt that way when I... I remember being young, real young, watching Amistad and being like, bro, I don't <coughs> know how much I can take. Yeah. Because, you know, like, 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 is it easier for you to watch the, the Jim Crow movies or you don't watch those neither? Um, I usually don't watch period piece movies. I usually keep my movie experience for mainly like getaways okay. like mental getaways I don't really need the because I already know the history I mean you know I'm good with that I don't I don't want to see it it's not great it's never fun for us it's not some people find it inspiring I find it more angry like it makes me angry and more frustrated because not that much has changed yeah. and we're still fighting a bunch of things that we think have changed but they just look different now you know what I'm saying uh, I know exactly so it, it makes me more angry um, than like good and I don't like being I don't like paying to feel angry I, 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 I agree movie to feel, you know good because see the majority of my family is from Alabama and my dad came from Jim Crow's Alabama mm-hmm. and my, now my dad was also in the military he could watch a war movie he can sit there and sit down and get all up into a war movie. Don't know how he do it, but because that should be like Hamburger Hill, Major Dundee, uh, Full Metal Jacket. He he got all Saving Private Ryan. He's all in all that stuff, but he can't watch it. He can't. Those those are period pieces in their, in their own way, but uh, he can't watch no Selma, no Malcolm X, no stuff like that because he lived that, mm-hmm. and it'll make it, it it makes him angry. And I'm like. I completely understand where you come from. Now, like I said, I'm one of the people that I watch it. I get inspired at times, and I, 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 ju- I just when I was growing up, I just studied that whole era of history a lot, like a lot, a lot. So I've always been drawn to it. That that whole 50s, 60s, 70s era of that whole civil rights movement stuff like that. I, I, I've, I've just studied it. That's been some of my favorite things. So I've been watching a lot of those movies, stuff like that. Yeah. They're hard to watch. Some, something's hard to get down like Detroit, which I still know I should probably watch, but I just can't. Haven't seen it. Yeah. But it, it's something about the slave movies. It's like when I see the movies, I, I get angry because I'm like, even no matter where they get through at the end of these slave movies, they still gotta go through Jim Crow. Yeah. 
And even though the Jim Crow movies, even though things are still are almost the same today, and not a lot has changed, there are still different opportunities made available now than it was back then. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the dumb slave movies, it's like, you gotta go through this shit just to get to that other shit. And I'm just like, my, I can't do it. So, I... I- Huh? I hate the way that I hate the way that we talk in those in those films, or I hate the way that some of the characters talk in those films. And it, I know that that's how the dialect was at certain times back then for certain individuals. Yeah, but it makes me so damn angry. It makes me so angry, and especially if you if you like go to the theater and see it, and you might be in like mixed company. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like. I, some people don't have the sensitivity to watch that and not like giggle or smirk or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just—it's one of those. I get it. I understand why it's here. It looks interesting enough. I'm going to support it. But yeah, man, I'm probably not going to watch that joint. I agree with you. But yeah. I, but I, I just had to bring it because it, it was under the radar, and I wanted to know if you had seen it or not. Trailer looks good though. Just sure. it's a good a good trailer. They cut a good trailer. They did. In, in the last one or the last trailer I was talking about uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen all the Comic Con ones from Comic Con also uh, Gemini Man the second trailer came out at first when I first seen the first trailer with Will Smith versus the Fresh Prince I was like you know what maybe maybe if I'm not doing anything that day but I see the second trailer I'm like you know what this is like one of them Will Smith action movies that I kind of got to support yeah I'm definitely seeing this John so the, the second trailer got me more into it than the first trailer did. Yeah, the second trailer looked a lot better. I definitely was like, "This is a better movie." Um, it looks weird. The CG looks the CG looks weird. You see, I can see. I think it looked good. Like he looks like young Will Smith. Sometimes, sometimes he looks like young old Will Smith. So, like, we will see some because like Will Smith holds his face different now. Mm-hmm. When he's older, uh, the way he carries his pain was a lot different than when he would carry his pain um, younger because he's a little bit more confident okay. and like brighter because you're younger. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You're like you, you, you've seen less darkness. Um, but like to see, like, but not, not not even the face. Just some of the action stuff looked weird to me. Like it looked weirdly CGI in certain places that I don't think should have been CGI. Um, that motorcycle scene looks so strange to me. Like when he shoots, when he like rides it, it looks like he does it twice. I think I've seen one where he throws a motorcycle at young Will Smith, rides a motorcycle, does a willy, hop off, kind of like like walks off, and then a yeah. motorcycle like flies at older Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I saw that one scene. And I've seen another scene where younger Will Smith is on a motorcycle and does a brake early, spins the bike around. And uppercuts him, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, what are we? watching here and it just looks a little uh strangey i will definitely see it however i think this movie would do so much better on netflix <laughs> than it would in the theater if you could tell me i could watch this movie at five o'clock when i get off of work on a friday um and all i gotta do is just come home and order a pizza i'm gonna watch this movie twice uh, fair to be fair i would say but if we can't we can't excuse the action like we've seen hobbs and shaw and then Ooh, that Hobbs and Shaw stuff is wild. Oh, yo, that's a superhero movie. It, it, yeah, it, it is. I'm just saying. And then I'm like, 
seeing him uppercut with the with the with the bike, I'm like, that's that impossible to do. So I'm not mad at it, but like to see the because compared to the, the the shit I've been seeing in Hobbs and Shaw trailers, I'm like, this is the least but crazy you know thing. At least in the Hobbs and Shaw's trailer, in the Hobbs and Shaw trailer, it looks, it looks like them. I think because they're de-aging him and they're CGing him, I think it looks a kind of like certain scenes look a little bit too CGI. And I think that's a combination of them CGing his face and sometimes the movements. Like I think there, I think a couple of times he's completely CG. Uh huh. And that's. That's not something I'm into. And why does he have that high top? Because I'm just curious on that. Like, why I mean, is it literally the Fresh Prince? Because that's how Wilson, young Wilson, wore his hair. If you had him bald or low cut, the same thing you're saying now of saying it don't like young Will Smith to me. That's what people will be saying. So you got to do something that the people are going to represent with. And they represent with young Will Smith, no facial hair, high top fade. That's what young Will Smith represented in the 80s and the 90s. Then you got old Will Smith, who, because even in, even in Independence Day, even in Men in Black, even in, uh, in in Bad Boys, he was still kind of supporting the low high top fade. But now, as older Will Smith, he's low cut, uh, always had a five o'clock shadow, or always had a... Uh, you know, uh, like a goatee or something like that. But anytime Will Smith has no facial hair at all, it's always going back to the high top fade. Look at After Earth. That's just the way it's been. So it's so now the only way for people to identify that that's younger Will Smith is to go back to how his look definitely was, high top fade and uh, no facial hair. While the new one, you you already see what old Will Smith looks like. So that's what. I think it is, and that's why I think it won't be as distracting to people if you have him like with a low cut, and he like you like which one is which, or the CGI is I can't tell them apart, or kind of things like like that. Cause like so, I see the trailer, the second trailer, I didn't see them CGI parts like I saw the first trailer. Mm, I saw. So, I also think I have a very keen eye for visual effects, though. Fair enough. You're more in that department than I am. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked, well, this second trailer looked a lot better than that first trailer. That first trailer was real suspect. But this one looks good. Like, I'll, I'll probably see it in the, like, in the theaters. Exactly. All right, so before we end this podcast, which I think we did a very good podcast today, if uh, I had to say so myself. Good about it. We had some, uh, we had some good conflict in there. Exactly. You know? And got to express some, some, some points. Exactly. Sprinkle, sprinkle all that little bit in there. But I have to always, as I mostly always do, have to talk about my um, my box office. Mm. My weekend box office results because we heard about a couple, three movies. No, no I'm sorry. Let, let me stop lying already. Two movies have made a billion dollars so far. Those two movies are Aladdin. So Wilson has is is in you know one of his movies has made a billion dollars, and uh, God, what's the other one? I just had it. The other one that made a billion dollars. Uh, oh, Spider Man made a billion. Yeah, Spider Man. Spider Man Far From Home uh, made uh, a billion dollars also. So there has been a lot of success at the movies going on. So. And, uh, of course, I'm going to go back to this past weekend, uh, the weekend of July 19th 
the 21st. And coming in at number one, they made $191 million in opening weekend was The Lion King. Did you get a chance to go out and see The Lion King? You know, I tried to see it um, at the Marple, um, my local AMC. And we had a large party, and we weren't able to actually, like, get tickets. Really? Yeah, I couldn't get tickets for um, Saturdays or Sunday. That's well, I mean, so it's basically showing that uh, it was selling out. Now we we went to go see it. We went to a later showing to go see Lion King, and uh, I watched it. It's the same movie as, as the 1994 version of it. It's just that uh, with me, I, I have my non Well, it's a review. I mean, if you've seen Lion King, there's no spoilers really. Mm-hmm. I said that it's kind of hard to get invested into the characters like you did in the original one because these real animals can't evoke those facial emotions that the cartoon could. And that was one of my biggest things when they, when they go to live action. So when they do do that, like in Jungle Book, and these cat, these animals can't evoke those emotions, I feel that it works out to be a better movie if they change some things or if they do something kind of original. In this one, they kind of did Right. So, so it just went damn near almost, almost Beauty and the Beast like. Frame for frame. Kind of thing. So that may be, that may not bother you. That may bother you. I don't know. But, you know, you can let me know when you see the movie. Uh, number yeah, I, um, I, I heard it was, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard people really like it. Either the people really like it or people don't like it. And those are the only opinions I've gotten so far. No, and you're absolutely, that is absolutely true. That is exactly what it is. Some people like it, some people don't like it because of some of the things that I said. Now, there, 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 I, I see other nitpick reasons. I'm just like, it's the same story, same thing. It's just that, once again, Beyonce, they talk about Beyonce's song. It's a transition song. It's not even that long. She only, she don't, you know, Naomi Scott speechless like uh, an Aladdin do. So I don't know what the problem is. They do cut some songs, and I was a little upset they did, they did cut some songs. You know, one of the things with that movie, and I remember when I was watching the trailer, and I was my, what I was fearful of is it looked so real. It looked like a National Geographic like movie. Mark, well, you so preach to the choir right now. <laughs> That's what it, it looked like—a National Geographic movie with celebrity voiceovers. Bro, exactly. There were times I was like, am I watching like you know? It's, it's like it's like a PBS, PBS special, like a Nova on land or type of stuff like that. Because it was so visually beautiful, but there was just times I was just like, this is like a, like you said, National Geographic kind of special to the point where it, when they're not talking, they're just lions, and like I said, there is a lion's happy face a lion's sad face a lion's confused face and a lion's angry face is all the same face yeah <laughs> so it's hard to evoke those kind of emotions it's hard to you know go back I understand why they did it and I understand you know, the live action I, I can tell by the way they, they try to do this they want this to be that Black Panther kind of success you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but I think with the mixed reviews because Black Panther had more of a positive review than the Lion King did and I, I really think a lot of it has to go to because like me personally I did not like the hyenas in this one I like the ones in the original one better 
you can make an argument about Scar. Cause I thought Chiwetel Ejiofor did a good job, but there's still something about Jeremy Irons' sassiness that I like about it. And I can even make an argument about Matthew Broderick and Donald Glover. Be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I really think that was some of the, the problems with, you know, the line keeping way why people probably felt the way they did. But it still made Buku amount of money, so it's getting that bread. It's getting that money. It's getting that money. And coming at number two, Spider Man Far From Home makes another twenty million twenty one million dollars uh on that weekend, right behind Lion King. So it already made his money back. Coming at number three coming at number like, th- Huh? Spider Man getting a billion dollars means that it won't go back to Sony now. Yes, because that was the deal, right? Yep. They had to make a billion dollars before it go back to Sony. Fuck out of here, Sony. Yeah, so so Sony somewhere mad. So you, you know you could just drop off Venom too while you're at it. But you know. Oh no, nah, that nah, they don't lean into Venom so hard now. <laughs> because Venom made over eight hundred million, so Venom did great too. Yeah, Venom did really well. I don't, I don't know if Venom two will do that, but Venom one definitely did well. They did. Uh, number three, Toy Story four. Bringing in another fifteen million dollars, uh, mm-hmm. so they have made a total gross of America over th- th- uh, three hundred and seventy-six million. Have you seen Toy Story four yet? Yeah, I saw it twice. How, how'd you like it? It was good, man. I was one of those movies I didn't think I, we, we needed it when I saw the trailer, and I didn't want to see it. I was kind of just super light on it, mm-hmm. um, and it was good. It's it's a solid film. We definitely needed it, and it doesn't feel like ten years ago since the last Toy Story. Exactly. It, it it's finally that the toys got to send off this time. The third one, Andy got to send off. This one, the toys got to send off. It felt it felt it felt very final. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, and number four, which is the new the new movie that I want to see so bad is Crawl. I hear so many good things about Crawl. Yeah. Bringing in six million dollars, he's saying that it's a tight. 90-minute horror movie that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat for 88 of those minutes. I'm with it. It looks fun. It looks fun. I want to see it. It looks fun. Number five, okay, which is number five last week, is yesterday. Coming in another $5 million. That movie with, you know, the Beatles don't exist, but the guy, you know, makes all the Beatles songs. So, mm-hmm. Number six is Batista's movie, Stuber, which is number four. It made another $4 million, so total up to $16 million in America. Uh, number seven, still making money in the top ten, is Aladdin bringing another four million dollars, which is now total gross is at three hundred and forty million. They're saying sequels are just it, there's no way they're not doing a sequel, and I'm like, I don't want that. And I'm like, look, I seen the sequel to the the Aladdin the cartoon. They had they were that doing straight to DVD. They had no faith in J- Jafar's return. Okay, so I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I want to see a live act because y'all did a great job in this movie, but. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll, they'll change around, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of looking like how Maleficent did, and they did so good. Next thing you know, bam, here goes a sequel that I don't want to see. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that Aladdin sequel. I don't, I don't want that. Number eight is Annabelle comes home for two million dollars. Number nine is Mister Meaner. Oh, what was it? What? Is it? Oh, Miss Samar. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, Mid Mid Samar. Miss Samar. Okay. The horror movie. Okay, that came in at, at uh, one point five million dollars. Not that bad. I don't know if it's a Jason Blum horror or not, but it's the top uh, ten. I think it's made by a dude who did Heredity. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. Okay, no uh, Hereditary. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I heard creepy things about it, but I haven't actually seen it yet. And uh, number eleven, just just because it's right there, Avengers Endgame brings another one point five million dollars. It doesn't matter. 
because it beat Avatar. So James Cameron somewhere mad. I'm gonna go pick up the Blu-ray August 13th when it comes out. I'm pretty sure you'll get. Yeah. Uh, do you do physical or digital media? I do physical because digital you never really own it. Good. I agree. Yeah. I yeah. so agree. There was a not to get completely off subject, but there was a, a situation that happened a couple a couple months back where um, Amazon stopped carrying a certain movie, and if you bought that movie, it was just like, yeah, sorry, we don't, you can't watch that movie no longer, and it was gone, and you don't get a credit or nothing because you don't technically own that piece of movie when you buy it from people like that. Yeah, that's crazy. See, I I'm more. Oh, what you see my office? I'm a physical media guy. I go out there and buy the Blu-ray or go out there and buy the game if it's warranted. So, there are sometimes, like once again, I when I play my Nintendo Switch, I would download the game just so I had to keep switching the, the cartridges all the time. But there are some times where I'm like, I have the cartridge and I have uh, the, the the downloaded game, depending on what the situation was, where I just need my physical media mm-hmm. because you, you like you just never know what this, with this this digital stuff. You just never know. So. Uh, yeah, so that's what it is right now. I know we're going to get into into a couple things. Uh, well, you know what? R- real quick, why not? Uh, I won't put this on the YouTube channel, but uh, your thoughts on Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, and that's how we'll end the podcast. I'm, I'm curious to hear how you feel about the two new sequels coming out back-to-back. 2020, October 16th, 2020, and October 15th, 2021. Um, I don't know if they have the same team as that Halloween movie that came out in 2018 with Danny McBride as the writer. If they do, I think it'd be two good films. Um, if they don't have that team and if they're just throwing something together, I mean, Michael Myers can easily be a trash-ass film um, if it's given to somebody who, who doesn't really care about the character or care about like what motivates his fans. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, I'll, let me see a trailer. I'll most likely end up seeing it, just a matter of if I'll see it on, you know, if I'm going to stream it or if I'm going to go to the theaters. Well, it's done by the same people. Okay, then I'm going this, to the theaters. This is their way of ending this story for Halloween. This is their their trilogy. I mean, of course, the first iconic movie from 1978 counts because that's a continuation, but... This is their trilogy that they're writing that's going to end the Michael Myers Laurie saga. Now, necessarily, that does not mean people can't come up and do their own version of Halloween because Michael Myers is an iconic character. There's fans. It's still money to be made. People want to do that. So if they want to turn Michael Myers into something else or they want to give him like a... Like, Rob Zombie tried with the backstory shit. It didn't really work for me. I didn't like the Rob Zombie movies. Uh, one of them was cool, and then it just got weird. That second one, that white horse, yeah, I, no. But uh, I was like, but but this one, they already said he's human, so he can die. So once again, balls to the wall, both back to back sequels. I think both him and Lori go down in a blaze of glory, and that's how we end it finally. Mm-hmm. The story comes to an end. So following fans but guys that is the nerdgasm talk podcast this week i want to thank uh mark very much for grinding it out with your boy mr andy mark once again thank you yeah man no problem it was always a pleasure yeah uh also 
could you uh, let the people know the projects coming up and the projects that we're working on? Because I do always promote Spaces Philly, but I always I know I'm outdated. So could you uh, please update the people on what's working on and what's coming for you know both of us in the future? Sure. Um, we got Lulu and Pop the Horror Show. We've been uh, we recorded some new episodes last week. Should that should be coming to the feed? We we're trying to give it to y'all um, bi-weekly, but some things came up. And, you know, you get to check that out. We're also launching a new Lulu and Pop show. Um, it's a secret project. It's going to be revealed um, somewhere around the middle of August, August 20th, sometime for, some, sometime around there. So keep your, your ears open for that. It's going to be a brand new podcast series. Um, and we start production on The Life of Kofi, um, our new web series with, um, you know, directed by me, written and starring um, um, Derek Darko from The Mark and Dark Show. Um, so that's some exciting stuff. So, you know, you can check that out. And you can keep track of everything with um, Spaces Philly um, on Instagram, Twitter, spacesphilly.com. Oh, and the, and the website is getting a full relaunch with um, a lot more merch coming down the line. So um, that should all be happening within again the first week or two of August a lot of things coming out in August and make sure Spaces Philly you guys listen to the Nerdgasm uh, the Nerd Coalition content up there the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast the No Gimmicks Eating Wrestling Podcast Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond and hopefully the soon to be uploaded uh, the Drunk Thoughts Sober Tongues things that we're working on got a lot of uh, great things coming to you in the future I am still trying to Work on getting the Nerd Coalition website up and running. So yeah, we gotta get that done. Exactly. So next thing we blinked in 2009. We're already in the middle of 2019. So we yeah. got you know we got work to do. But you know what? Hey, I already know it could it can be done. So it, it, mm-hmm. you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. So make sure you guys stay for stay tuned for all that content. We're also on all the podcast apps. You guys can still on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Speaker. You guys can also check us out on YouTube as you probably you know look, look, listen to the clips. But you know YouTube Premium a free trial nine ninety nine a month unless you have Google Play then YouTube Premium should already be part of that package. But if you want us to the full show, you always got to come here on Spaces Philly and all the podcast apps to listen to the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. So uh, once again, uh, shows lefty, but I appreciate that. I hope next week or maybe this weekend as well, but most likely next week you're probably going to hear an update. Swag on Zero will be back talking about Otakon, and then we're going to give you guys our Hobbs and Shaw spoiler review, because we're definitely going to go see that uh, when they come back on that Thursday. Hopefully, I will have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Crawl by then. Those are three movies I'm trying to keep on going to see within the week, so uh, stay tuned for all that great content up there, and of course, you'll get to hear about Otakon and all that other great stuff. So once again, this is NC and the Place to Be Chantoy, Mr. A&D. And uh, once again, the founder, the president, the controller, the manipulator of Spaces Philly, Mark. Yo, all right, man. Have a good one. All right. And once again, the Nerd Coalition is out. Q-Flow, I know you at Otacon, but still, take us out. Yes,
listen to your ears, welcome to the show We don't need any gimmicks, you already know So sit back, relax, and hit the like button Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming Swag on trivia and prompts top five Either way it's fun and you're hearing it live Join with your host Mr. A&E Yeah you know it's the place to be, it's NC Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.